Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Congratulations. Your morning just got a bit classier. A media legend, a ferocious linebacker, a clueless producer, and you. Searching for a replacement window online? Visit windownation.com today. So raise a glass and act accordingly. This is Bishop and Laurenitis. All right, let's do it live on a Thursday edition of the program. How you living, threes? Ah, uh, living the dream, sir. Living the dream. Uh, you are. Do, I mean, yeah. how about that breakfast that Cersei cooked <laughs> up this morning? <laughs> I mean, that's been every meal. What did I text you? I just what did finally. I text you? <laughs> you said the only time that I've been served something like that is at a at a four at a resort or some resort. Yes, um, something like that. It's been that way for every single meal. Um, Jeez. Like, it's, it. it's been incredible. I, I told, and when I told her, you know, she's been cooking me breakfast since Sunday or Monday. Mm-hmm. And um, not just breakfast, but it's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Sure. Um, with the exception of I got one one Uber Eats, beep, beep, bop, dropped off at the barn. Um, there you go. Yeah, sir, just leave it on top of the car. Where do you want it? No, sir, I have COVID. Please, just put it on the car. Just put it on the put car, it walking man. towards me. I put it in the notes, right? Um, <laughs> don't walk anyway. <laughs> put um, it in the notes. I put. I did. You know how you can like res- you can yeah, text them. I do. Um, the idea, by the way, that we're delivering Bibby Bop to a barn on thirty-four acres in right. Northwest Columbus is just right. awesome. That's yeah. just awesome. Where's the location? It's the big white barn, sir. Uh, the big white barn. Yeah. Uh, just just leave it on the car. Uh, Ohio got, I have the. Just leave it on the hood of the car, please. Where? Where do you want it? No, I. Dude, read really? Your, read it's your in the phone. Notes. Look at your phone. Look at your phone. Look at your phone. Um, <laughs> And it's funny because I had the I had the, like the glass uh, the glass part of the of the garage door down and the front ones open. So the front one's a normal um, super tall you know RV size garage yeah, door, right? right? It's, so it's it's a black garage door uh, with five you know window panes up top. You ro- I, that was open, um, and then the back one was closed, and that's a industrial you know black pan black you know framed um, garage door, same height. And so I'm, I'm not only am I all the way far away, but I'm like speaking through the glass. Just leave it. You know, just leave it, sir. Anyway, um, so we were separated. That's fine. Um, yeah. But anyway, besides that, Shelly's been cooking me meals. Um, yeah. Today is a big day for the Lauren Ice fam because the four girls go get tested all together today. Okay. Um, well, I'm not optimistic. I'm not optimistic. Um, oh, I hope so. Remy had a fever in the week. Um, yeah. Even when I was gone, when I was out of town, Remy yeah. had a fever um, on Saturday and stuff. And then, and then I think, I think, um, I think Hayden cannot smell anything. So I'm mm. not really optimistic. But we'll see. She claims she can smell the candle, okay, but then she can't smell the kimchi. But anyway, here we yeah. roll. Here We're doing we roll. okay. You're feeling all right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm feeling fine. I'm feeling right, fine. This feels like you have a cold, are doing right? Great. That's what you said. Kind of just kind mm-hmm. of cold. Kind of feels like you have a cold. Is that kind of where you're at? That's where I was at. Yeah. Now I'm now I'm fine. Um, okay. It's just more of a waiting game to to get out. Um, okay. But hey, you know, we're just just keep on keeping on. Uh, That's right. I was able to I had to do a little cleanup this morning at the barn. Uh, there you go. We had 
we had I told you I sent you the photo. I'm not sure I ever talked about it on the show, but on Instagram I put the beavers. The beavers, man. Oh gosh, um, I love the beavers. Yeah. The beavers. And so I'll like, you know, I saw this tree down and I'm like, I why would this tree which is yeah. a pretty significant tree down in the stream, be the sure. one to fall after a storm, and not one of these ones that's up on top of the hill. You know, yeah. just like the wind isn't going to knock down the lowest lying tree; it's going to knock down ones that are, you know. Obviously, the wind's higher up here on the hill. And anyway, so I, I drive down there and I see the, the beavers, dude. Just awesome. totally took this one out. And so the problem is, t- number two is about to go. Like number two is about to fall. Sure. And, thankf- and number two is already the branches. Some of the branches. Kind of go out over the uh, the power lines. Yep. Um, but I don't think it's. I'll put it this way: it's not um, heavy enough to where when it does fall, I think it'll just kind of bounce off and then and then roll and, and fall in the stream. But anyway, I did a little cleanup this morning, uh, trying to cut up some of that tree. And the, the beavers, dude, they are just they're they're formidable. They're incredible. I love them, man. I love the house. Absolutely. This is my way, first time like in the wild, man. Like. Yeah. Some, some beavers just take yeah, it off. I don't know where they're damming, but um, well, you'll it's see. Incredible. Soon yeah. enough, you'll see. Um, yeah. Do you ever do you ever think about this as you were talking about uh, Bill Beaver that you have to deal with down there? Um, and you have the I, I, that's my recommendation. Name him so that way the girls can say what's Bill up to today, and you can yeah. go show him what Bill Bill's building a yeah. house, and Bonnie's I in like there. That. She's working on some things. Um, what what what? Do you ever think about the idea that the state of Oregon's two state institutions, University of Oregon, who of course we play in mm-hmm. two days, and and Oregon State are ducks and beavers? Are yeah, names not formidable um, as as animals in the animal kingdom. Typically, when you name yeah. college teams, a little more vicious, yeah. you go with something a little more formidable than yeah. a, than a duck. And a, now I wouldn't want to cross a beaver. I mean, I've seen their teeth. I don't think yeah. I feel like it wouldn't necessarily go well. No, uh, but you're certainly not scared. I think if of you them. can chew through wood, chew um, through a leg, if you want. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. But I still don't think they have that that viciousness in them. I think they have know? it in them. No, I think they're good boys. I think Bill's yeah. a good boy. He's out there doing his work, trying to provide for his cute. family. You know what he's seeing at the zoo and stuff. Yeah, yeah, look yeah. And then a duck. I mean, you know how I feel about ducks. Probably do, the only you, only you bird that I like. With all birds. Okay, you like? Oh birds. no, no. I love. I think mallards are fantastic. Okay, they're dressed okay. in a suit for God's sake. What do you want? You got a That's nice true. little green head. They don't come at you. I've never seen an aggressive I like, duck. I feel like God put a little more time in the ducks. You know, I feel like he was no like, question. oh, and the birds of the sky. And even oh, the mom, on, ducks, come here. here even here, the here. mom's got a little fleck of blue on the wing. Just a little bit of blue so on the wing. Just to give you Speaking a Speaking of taste. beautiful birds, the yeah. state bird of Minnesota, the loon. The loon. I mean, have you ever seen a loon? Of course. What am I, heart of loons? Maybe. Of course I've seen know. loons. We have loons in Montana. They're beautiful. The red eye, though. The black head with the red eye. Oh, yeah. The specks in the back. Yeah, they're cool. Like that's, that's my childhood, Bo. All right, it's yep. going up to Lake Vermilion in Norwegian Bay. Okay, we had Little Island, Big Island out across the bay. There's one of we were one of four cabins on this mass massive area. No electricity over there. You sure. Know, so you're boiling lake water. The way you showered was you put the the bag of water in the sun all day, hang it up, you know, let it just flow. Boom, there we go. Rinse off. Perfect. Um, Uncle and Grandpa built a uh, uh, a legit sauna. You know, let's let's get it. a fire going, get these rocks hot, um, sweat, it's, it's, and then run so down great. the rock into the into the lake that might be fifty four degrees in the middle that's of it. July. But anyway, that's, that's how need. I grew up. Grandma with binoculars talking about listen to listen for the loons. Can you spot them, Grandma? Just tell me where they are. No, it's just part of the adventure. Okay, it's beautiful. Yeah. Let me ask you something. Um, Yesterday on the show, we said yes, that we. By the way, NFL starts tonight, and we'll listen oh, to an NFL does it? show. 
a uh, lot of NFL today. Going to going to do some predictions, some previews. Uh, we are in the AFC North in two a days, so you get your Bengals. Uh, do a little Steelers. We'll do the Browns and the Ravens tomorrow. Uh, you'll hear from Baker Mayfield. His press conference before the game against Kansas City was yesterday. I thought said some illuminating things in terms of just kind of where he is, where they are. I actually think Browns. Have pretty good advantage in one specific area um, that that could be significant in the game. Fun game, really fun way to open it. Uh, Bengals open with Minnesota, the team of your youth, and we're going to get into all of that. But I, I did want to mention a couple things on the Bucks out of the gate. You play Oregon in two days. We talked yesterday about what we were hoping Oregon would wear. Uh, it's not what we hoped for, but it's still really clean, and there is a prominent green in the uniform. So I'm okay with it. I would have loved a little bit of yellow. I would have loved a little bit of yellow. And it's it's not an A plus, but it's a B plus as they're in the stormtrooper with the with the heavy Kelly Green accent, which it could have gone so many different ways. So at least they're gonna look like Oregon. I I appreciate what they've done. Um yeah. I like I said, all I didn't want was like the white and the you know, their stormtrooper look, you know, to wear white and gray. Which White is what they gray. wore in the chipper against yes, us. Yes, and I'm like yeah. you. You were in the national championship. Where yeah. your where your colors? Oregon. Um, well, I didn't need them to go all crazy. You know where they wore no. the actual like duck, like where they all looked like the mascot. Remember they had the orange yeah. socks and the, I, do I don't need that, that either. In the title, they even chose the white to be the away team because they were the higher seed. They could have chosen their true color and so, been the home team. Here's what so I think they allowed us there. to wear the beautiful this, this, gray well, sleeves. This is yeah. what I think happened here. I think Nike said. I think Phil Knight said, look, we Ohio State looks pretty great in the scarlet over gray, and they wore white against Alabama. We look good in white too, so why don't we why don't we go ahead and wear because Oregon was the two, and I believe they wore green in the Rose Bowl against Florida State. They were the two seed, I want to say. Yeah. In that. So Nike goes, Well, what if we can get them to wear all four of their or both teams to wear both of their colors? So I don't know if it was quite as magnanimous as Oregon saying, well, we want to wear white, so much as it was Phil Knight saying, we really like them both to wear the specific uniforms we made for the playoff. Mm. Uncle Bo. Just, just, well, just, that's, you I know, mean, little you, scores. I mean, little I mean, scores for the kids. Yeah. Well, for the kids. For the kids out there? Yeah. Must be nice to have so many connections, you know, just in the role of that. Well. Just so many sources. I'm an know? old man. I'm an old man. Air, Three's I'm a man. Boat, I'm 40. You, know. you meet people through the years. Sources. You heard it here first, you know, Bo Bishop, right here. I'm pretty sure they wore green in that. Direct text Bowl. from uh, Phil Knight himself. I remember the the comment. Yeah, they were all green in the Rose Bowl. Yeah, Florida State wore white. Nailed it. Those people. That's, that's that's how I remember it in my mind's eye. Sorry, as you were saying, but I think they look good. At least they got the green. I do too. I do too. And I, you know, I, I, I no. hate the Thibodeau. I, Thibodeau is it Thibodeau? Is that what we settled on? I've heard it both ways. We had so now Reeser tells me that in the Fresno State Reeser. package, it said Thibodeau. In the Ohio State media package from Oregon, it says Thibodeau. So it says both in consecutive Reeser's weeks. this whole thing up because we had the Oregon guest on last week, and he said Thibodeau. Yeah. Remember that? Last yeah. week when we were doing Pac-12 previews. Well, we to be Oregon fair, the Fresno State Thibodeau. answer came originally from Paul. So, so Paul I trust Paul Keels. Of course. Hold on. Is it Olave or is it Olave? Because yesterday I heard Olave on our show, and I was a little confused. Hate, hate to see that. I hate to see that. Um, but, what, you Gus know. Johnson, within the same telecast, calls it Mohammed, Ibrahim, and then later Ham, Ibrahim, and then, sorry, Ibrahim, all within the same broadcast. He, so. he corrected himself with an incorrect correction. 
Yes, after he did. saying it correctly yes. the whole time. Well, yes, rumor is, according to a little birdie, he just has somebody feed him the card with the pronunciation. So you know, maybe it's the side person that had that one wrong. So I don't know I how you he, get it right for the first ad-libbed. thirty minutes. I and wonder if he you... ad libbed the last one and just tried to read it after seeing the pronunciation. Nobody really cares. He could have. Yeah. It could have been their big touchdown run, and he could say Mohammed Ibrahim, and everyone would be like, "Oh, Ibrahim's amazing!" I do, and no one have cares. You ever, have, I know they're your people, but have you ever noticed how um, when like Fox treated jump around as if no one had ever seen it ever? That's a big play too, though. Just that's the, that's their I'm move. Not that. It's that's almost true. like because their I think move because this year, and you'll see seeing, this every single game. Yeah. I promise you. This year's theme for Fox in general, and you'll see it on Sunday for the NFL games, is the year of the fan. The whole well, premise awesome. is it's awesome, but the whole premise is we're going to do above and beyond coverage of hopefully people laying out and taking in the scene. Our open usually for shows is like four minutes, right? We had a ten minute open Did in the Universe really? Iowa. We came on. There was a little scene set. Boom, tunnel walk, full band playing, the full thing. Awesome. That's great. You know, so like we're on for ten, the full national anthem. And then, you know, boom, on camera for 30, you know, 40 seconds, and then we're kick. But that's the whole idea is any tradition in college, any um, kind of scenery stuff, like we are going to over and above showcase the the fan, the experience, the the atmosphere and because you know the year of the fan and so I think that was the thing is like it was the anticipation of dude this has been almost six hundred something it was days. really cool yeah it was awesome it's it really awesome. cool but I've yeah. noticed that you know as they're new back into the football in recent years that when they do when they go to the places and again I like it I do like it but it was almost like no one had ever seen jump around before they've been right. doing it for a long time right they've been doing my it my favorite really long one of my time. favorite memories like if, of college, we, if they come this weekend and they're like and now, this is Script Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. We know. Yeah. We know. Now, it'll yeah. still be cool. Yeah. I'm for it. Well, we've been doing it for a while. But they should show the whole thing. I would, I would be surprised almost I'd if they don't that. show it from start to finish. Um, Boy, do you need all... It's a while. It is a while. It is a while. a while. I it think you while. can pick it up from the final O yeah. to the dot. I think that's... I too. You know, but get the final they're, they're, O to the yes. dot. I'm um, always nervous. I've seen it a hundred times. I'm always nervous at the H. The H, I panic every time they do the cursive H. And they, I got a question. Has cross. anyone ever fallen? I'm always like, oh, Has a tuba my player God. ever fallen? Be careful, boys and girls. Be Doing careful. Doing the high step to dot the I? I don't think. I, I've never seen a record of it. I'm just saying, back in the day, you don't think you don't think in the history of our school someone's rolled. An no, ankle? I'm sure somebody has, but it was it probably be- barrel rolled with <laughs> the sure. with the instrument. Maybe, got up, maybe before tried to, it was nothing captured. happened here. You know, maybe before it was captured on film. Have you ever seen it? Anybody trip? I've never seen anybody. Maybe they burned the tape. I don't know. Could have. You yeah. can't be called like the best damn band in the land with that happening. So maybe they burned the evidence. You know, don't maybe ever it's like go the against the firm. That happened. That's never happened. What do you mean? We were going too hard, coach. No, we weren't. Where's your proof? I don't see proof. There's no proof here. Proof. My favorite moment, though, going back awesome. to jump around in college, yeah. one of them was playing at Wisconsin senior year. Sure. And uh, Malcolm was, uh, or is, an Omega Sci-Fi. And so when they started playing jump around, I just remember our whole sideline started uh, jumping for one, but then we were winning. And it was sure. just this whole, like, Malcolm had this whole idea of, like, when they do that, I'm just going to start um, doing all my whole frat stuff on the sideline. And I just remember, like, 
the look of disgust in the fans' faces when we faced, <laughs> we weren't mocking it. Well, I'm no. not sure. Maybe we were. We were just participating. Like we weren't intimidated. We'll we're beating too. you. And then the best yeah. part is that Malcolm gets the game ceiling pick. So it was yeah. just kind of like a it was a nice little cherry on top. They had a good team yeah. though. They had they had a good defense. They had Jonathan Casillas at linebacker, DeAndre Levy. Um, gosh, what's that safety they had? That was a headhunter. I thought. I mean, one of one of them hit Boom Heron so hard. I, I mean, I I think his soul. I left do remember a, a big hitting safety for them. Yeah, I tell you, Boom got smoked so hard that I think his he had out of body for a few seconds. Well, <laughs> they were a full day physically. I mean, they both they always were up front. John Clay was their you know, tailback, back. about two hundred oh, fifty pounds. He was a he was a load. <sighs> yeah, he was a load. Look, it's going to be awesome Saturday. Uh, script Ohio. All of it. All of you back in there. Those of yep. you who can get in, it's going to be spectacular to tailgate again. My goodness. It's going to be absolutely awesome. Um, and, and, I, and, and we can't wait. And we can't wait. And it's, it's going to be fun. And, and the matchup's going to be fun. And um, there's a little juice off with the, the Thibodeau-Thibodeau situation because that was something that everybody in football was going to want to see. And, and I think it's fair to say at this point, I heard Chris Wall talk yesterday, he knock it. There's no way he's 100%. I mean, if he plays, it's Shane Carter, unlimited. that was the safety. Jake yeah. Ballard remembered. He texted me. Hey, ask, since JB's listening and texting you, ask him if he won that uh, the, the golf tournament last week with Tim May and Moose because they had a pretty good team for, for a scramble. I would think that they'd have a pretty good shot at it. I love how um, you're asking me to ask. Well, I'm Jake asking him because he's listening. He's not even listening. You know? No, I know he's listening. I'm saying he'll text you the answer. Okay. And then we'll know. He said no. He said oh, no. sad. Hate to see it. Hate to see it. I really liked him. I thought they had a heck of a chance. It's a good squad. Well, with him, um, I mean, if he can put the thing in play, going, you know, with his drive, you're, I mean, well, most holes, you're 80% of the way But that's a scramble. All you need yeah. is like four drives. That's it. That's and that's enough as far as he hits it. And Moose saying. is so good with the with the, the former sports director at Channel 10. So good with the around the green. Golf balls so, literally cry. Yeah. Yes, they leave the tee box when Jake's. Yes. <laughs> They do. Um, the The AAC is going to shed a tear as well as that's Ooh, reaching completion. Aren't they? Oh boy! Um, the, it, where do we go from here with the Big Twelve? This is a monster move from the standpoint of folks. There will be a second Power Five in yes. the state of Ohio for the love first it. time ever, ever. Love Cincinnati it. and Luke Fickle, and what does that change for him in that job? Uh, get a little Buckeyes in over the course of the next couple of hours as well, and a fascinating number on why all of this stuff is happening, why expansion is happening, why why these, these television uh, contracts are being renegotiated and negotiated and put to market. It's because you love college football, kids. We'll get to that, plus a lot of NFL today. NFL season kicks off tonight, Bucks and Cowboys, uh, a, a, a heavy dose of the National Football League, including beating Z-House. Ooh, off and running. Bishman Laurinaitis, right here in the fan. All sports, all the time, and whatever it is Common Man and T-Bone do, we still don't know. The Fan, Ohio's sports destination. Threes and Uncle Bo. If you know, you know. You're listening to Bishop and Laurinaitis. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. And if you're in the market for a new car, there are amazing deals still happening at Jermaine Toyota on Highlanders, Tacomas, Camrys, all their models. But don't forget, if you want the best deal on your trade-in or even if you just want to sell your car, Jermaine Toyota will buy it. Even if you don't buy one of theirs, stop by and see my good friends Buddy and DeLacy at Jermaine Toyota for a hassle-free, no-strings-attached offer. So whether you're buying, trading-in, or selling, 
make sure you go to 5711 Scarborough Boulevard or check it out online, germaintoyota.net. All right, I got this from Brother Bone, uh, who tells me that his, his, his lovely bride uh, was in Tabittle and that it can get quite physical um, in the crossovers at the H and the, and the O, also the loop and the O, uh, that, that it gets dicey. And they're basically told to make it work. Don't of course. Figure it out. Holy cow. You mean to tell me there's not one thing Jeez. on film to where there hasn't been Probably, a collision? Maybe just warriors. Just denting of, of instruments. Because you got to. For right? the love of Ohio. Yeah. I mean, hey, boom, bounce Ooh. off. Come on, pivot. Keep it rolling. <laughs> pivot. <laughs> you know? That's unreal. That's got to be a nightmare That's of so crazy. many of them. Oh, my I would gosh. Have to just imagine. getting smoked by a trombone? Just like you go to pivot on that H and then, oh, oh gosh. Just bonked. You know? Because that, that, you're, dude, if you have it's instruments, slide, instrument those things are heavy, man. Some of those are heavy. Yes, coach. Black Cobra was like, so they, they're like, oh, it's time to play orchestra. So he's like, well, I'm, I'm going to play the cello. Like, you can do what? What are you dude, doing? I played like the trombone. He's like, no, dad, we're gonna, I want to play the cello. I go, here's so an bad. idea. You're, you're not musically inclined, you're my son. Okay. Yeah. So let's let's settle down. Yeah. So if they're making you do something, do choir. But if you have to do an instrument, go get both. a trumpet or something. I had to do an play the drums so you have two sticks. And both were Come just on. poor. Awful. Terrible. A cello? Hey, who's hauling that around? Mm-hmm. You? Looking at him, nine-year-old, can barely get his backpack together, and now he's going to haul around a cello? Good Lord. Um, Great right. character. <sighs> Put yourself in a position to succeed, pal. I'm with you. I mean, it's a motto of the Bishop way. I'm with Give him. yourself a chance. Slap um, the base or something, kid, you know? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, Cincinnati giving them. All right, so what do we make of this? We, we said this last week, these would be the teams, and then a day later it was reported that these are the teams, and now by tomorrow, uh, by Friday, this will be official to be accepted into the Big 12 Conference. Uh, the Big 12 is losing Texas at Oklahoma, and they're replacing them with BYU, UCF, Cincinnati, and Houston, yep. which is obviously not an apples-to-apples apples replacement. goes without saying. That said, in terms of salvaging a bad situation, how does this sit with you? Well, I have mixed emotions. One is, for one, I knew that this was something that the University of Cincinnati oh, has been wanting been to wanting do for, for a while. So long, yeah. um, they've been wanting to join the Big 12 basically since the Americans started. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't well, speak for him, but I know that I'm sure if you're Luke Fickle and you've been told by your leadership that you've been trying to get to the Big 12 that kind of plays into, well, why would you leave if you're already at a job you love and they're trying to get into one of the Power Five conferences, right? Now, I assume that when that was being talked about, this is years ago, that they probably thought Texas and Oklahoma was in the Big 12 too, (laughs) right? Sure. um, So you think, oh, gosh, what an awesome opportunity. However, I love this for the state of Ohio. I think that it's always been... Um, I just talked to Tressel about this the other day. It's been incredible how the state of Ohio hasn't had two Power Five teams yet. When you look at a lot of lesser states when it comes to football, sure. states that care less about football and they have more than than one um, Power Five level school. So that, that's where I'm at now. What, what will it do on a national landscape? Uh, I think it's very interesting. the The addition of BYU makes sense. Um, Brand-wise, internationally, 
it won't oh, move yeah. the needle from a television. Not, none of these moves move the needle none from a television will. perspective. BYU's probably moves it the most. They do. BYU does the most, but still, domestically, people don't really no. um, it's a, it's very rock that way with television BYU. There are a lot of, uh, I don't want to say hiccups, um, obstacles with BYU. One of the most prevalent is they refuse to do anything on Sunday. Correct. So Won't travel. They won't travel on Sunday. Yeah, so they no won't night, play Saturday on Sunday. So all the other sports that have... Provo. Yeah. So scheduling-wise... Sunday's off limits, so it basically everyone else is going to have to adjust to them. Um, so yeah, I think that's really the most, and that's why they've been left out of conferences. They've been look, they've been left out before because of their beliefs. They've been left out because of the fact of Sunday and they won't travel, which is an offset of the beliefs, right? So, um, but I think that ultimately the Big Twelve had to do something, and they uh, they made their they're making their move. I'm surprised they didn't bring SMU. Um, Me but too. Why, I guess when you have Houston, what, I just think there's vitriol with SMU that goes back 30 years, and people in that like Baylor Tech, you know, yeah. TCU, like they will not get over it. I'm sure they won't. But I think sure. SMU is a better brand than Houston. Yeah, for sure. Like, yep. give me SMU instead of Houston. But I, I mean, honestly, they're at 12 now. I mean, what? Get to 14 and take SMU and. I don't know South Florida or Memphis. Take Memphis, right? Take Memphis. Take yeah. Memphis and SMU. And put yeah. those two together. Um, you know, give you know, go that way. But if you look at it from a straight split six six, if you want to do it that way, the way I would split it, if I were if I were Bowlesby running that league, I'd go West Virginia, Cincinnati, UCF, Houston, Kansas State, and Kansas in one side, and I'd go Baylor, TCU, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, BYU, and Iowa State on the other, and 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 away you go. That's that's the way you do that. It's a. I mean, it's, Cincinnati's the highest ranked. The biggest conference, you eliminate Texas and Oklahoma, right? This so. is so big for Cincinnati. Yeah. It, I mean, not just you know a football schedule that now gets you into Texas on a regular basis. Yeah. A football schedule that gets you regular dates with Iowa State and Oklahoma State. All of the, West Virginia, like a true rival. Yeah. Right? Yep. And then the basketball side of it, it's it's incredible. I know that that's secondary to football, but, I mean, the basketball side of it, the fact that, I mean, the Kansas Jayhawks are going to be playing at Cincinnati. It's a big mm. deal on the hoop side of things. Yeah. It's, it's a very, awesome. very big deal. Why is all awesome. this happening? So this wasn't even the most watched game of the weekend. Um, but more, I saw this yesterday, more people watched Georgia-Clemson than five of the six NBA Finals games. Yeah. And you say, well, of course, it's college football. Yeah, it is. It's a top-five matchup. By the way, Florida State and Notre Dame was even more. But think about how regional Georgia and Clemson are. Clemson's in a town of 10,000. That's as southern a school as it gets. And people are more interested in that than an NBA Finals that Giannis was in. Yeah. Yeah. That's why all this is happening. That's yep. why Oklahoma and Texas are in the SEC. Yep. That's why they're redrawing these these deals. That's why they want to renegotiate the television contract on the playoff because it's the second most important sport in the country from a viewership. Yep. Yep. Football runs the show. It does. NFL, dominant. But college football is second. Yeah. And the fact that they, have in the last decade plus, have passed the NBA, lapped Major League Baseball, it's a remarkable development. I think it's ironic that 
you know, I thought viewership would just be at an all-time high, you know, during the yeah. pandemic. I actually found some of the games hard to watch because of the empty stadiums. Me too. But with the stadiums filled back up again, it's like people are like, yes, yep. this is what I remember when I tune on a, a random game. It's because you see the awesome traditions. You see the awesome yeah. just craziness that's happening. Like, there's no way if that North Carolina-Virginia Tech game had no fans in the stands that I'm paying attention to it. Oh, it was But I wanted to watch ever since they started that damn thing with Enter Sandman. I was hooked. Yeah. I was hooked for the whole game. And yeah. I was, you know, it's because you could, you could sense, you could get this overwhelming feel of momentum on Vatek's side that you're like, man, I'm not sure this is going away all game. Like, it's there. Yeah. And um, I, I just, I think that's what brings so much joy to the sport of college football and why the ratings are through the roof. Yep. Yeah, it is. And it's only going to get better and bigger as it, as it goes forward because it's going to be about those matchups, that those television shows, which is what they are. That's what football yep. games are, the television shows. Going to be a big one here at noon uh, with, with Oregon here uh, for the big noon kick on Saturday. Pretty big one on Sunday afternoon for the Cleveland Browns, opening against Kansas City at Arrowhead. Baker Mayfield on what they are staring down. Coming up next, Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. Manny Ice never placed a bet before meeting Anthony Rothman. And now, where both his kneecaps are broken. Rothman and Ice. Weekdays from noon to 3. The Fan. Hello. It's Bishop and Laurinaitis' is What's Up. What's up, man? So Sponsored by your Central Ohio Honda dealers. Well, NFL season kicks off tonight. Bucks and Cowboys, that is certainly one of the marquee games. Bills and Steelers, pretty dang good as well. I think the Saints and Packers is an interesting game. Uh, you'd be hard-pressed, though, to argue around here that there is any more anticipated than the opener in Kansas City with the Browns and the Chiefs. There's a lot of reasons for that, obviously, chief among them, that, that this is a Browns town in terms of the amount of people who love the Browns in this town. Um, and also the fact of how long it's been and the fact that it's Romo and Nance and the fact that it's two-time defending AFC champions against a team that thinks that they're right there with them. And I agree. I do think they're right there with them. Um, and I think it's really a perfect opener uh, for Kevin Stefanski, for Baker Mayfield, for that team, for the remade defense. You want to see where you're at this will give you an opportunity. Here's your quarterback, Baker Mayfield, on Kansas City, being the gold standard in the AFC. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you said it, the gold standard. I mean, they've been top of the top in the AFC for the past decade or so. So, I mean, it's, um, yeah, they're highly competitive, so it's good for us to play somebody like that. Um, but, you know, it's it's all about the, the next game. So we're, we're playing the Chiefs this week, and then, um, you know, hopefully, obviously, looking for a win and then move on to the next one after that and you try and improve each week and so this week we're trying to just do our job everything that they did and have done for two years with this regime but especially this season was done with kansas city in mind and to a certain extent buffalo Mm -hmm. and the ravens and you say well what do you what do you what exactly do you mean so when they played kansas city last year the thinking was we're not fast enough Kansas City has more speed than us, especially when their offense is against our defense. And when Mahomes is out there, we, we can't hang. We don't have it. We can't match up with, with Travis Kelsey. Few can. Few can. Uh, we can't hang with Tyreek Hill. Again, few can. Right? So what do we got to do? Well, we got to get faster. We got to get longer. And that's what they did. That's what they did. Is it, Now, the, the issue is, for them, is their defense hasn't played any together all fall. Mm-hmm. Like the starting defense on Sunday in Kansas City hasn't played together at all due to injuries and you know just being preca- just being cautious throughout that roster. Yeah. So I don't think that what you're going to see Sunday is the finished product. 
but yeah. it's a hell of a lot better than what they ran out in Kansas City in the playoff game last year. The good thing about defense is you can overcome a lot of crap with just attitude and effort, right? Pursuing the football. Um, it's amazing how many bad plays I saw. Um, gosh, even just the the long touchdown run by Trevion Henderson on the swing pass. Yeah, that's all effort, man. There's a guy from Minnesota that is like running, and you can tell he doesn't know where to line up, and the ball is thrown, and he starts jogging. Like he loafs. He jogs, assuming that the three DBs out there are going to make the tackle. Trevion cuts back inside, and the guy tries to change gears, and he can't catch him. If you're just sprinting the whole time, that's an eight yard gain. Yeah. It's an eight yard gain. Instead, it goes to the house. Like it, defense is not that crazy complicated. Just run to the damn ball. Yeah. And so, a lot of this stuff, you know, the little nuances and coverage, all that. I think will will come as the season goes. Those are coaching points that sometimes you just got to have stuff get hit. Uh, doesn't matter if you've practiced together or not. Like certain route concepts that you haven't been able to practice every single thing in the world against. But ultimately, there are a lot of things um, that that can kind of be covered up by not only attitude and effort, but that damn pass rush. Like if Garrett and Clowney and those guys are able to get after Mahomes, then all of a sudden you have okay stuff in the back end that maybe. Ah, we need to touch that up. Doesn't matter. Mahomes was on his back. You know, we can we can correct it after hopefully a W and and, and move forward. Um, I I'm just I'm I'm excited to see what this this defensive unit can do. Obviously, week one it's not going to be an end all be one. If, if you look at the past, I mean, what is that? I saw a stat, but past you would know this because um, you're Mr. Brown. But um, like the last 16 years, the Browns' record in week one oh is, can't win. They can't win. Won. Every other no. team has five victories in week one. The Browns have zero. Right. And, and, and furthermore, to further <laughs> your point, Mahomes is like undefeated in September and like 35 touchdowns, no picks. Yes. In September. Yeah. So, no, no. It, it doesn't line up well. But you're right on and, – and this is the most important thing. And there is this – and this is the thing that I – in the tease that I mentioned. There is a specific matchup. There are matchups all over the place. You go, here's a slight advantage here. These two teams are very evenly matched, but there's yeah. one there's one matchup that is decidedly from from on paper, decidedly in the Browns' favor. Decided by a wide margin. Mm-hmm. And it's their defensive line against a Kansas City offensive line that's got five new starters. Now they're talented players. But buddy, three of them are rookies, and one's a sixth round pick. Okay? Three mm-hmm. rookies, one's a sixth round pick. Five new starters on that offensive line. You talking about Garrett? That's where Clowney. Can, that's where you can. That's Malik where you have Jackson, to win. Yeah. And I'm gonna. I'm telling you, man, Malik McDowell. I think yeah. Malik McDowell is gonna start. You think about just think in your head the size of those four human beings. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now you don't know what's gonna happen with health. Malik McDowell's had all sorts of issues off the field, and his you know previously this is he's a rookie. This yeah. is his first NFL game. But I'm telling you right now, and this is a scores moment, kids. They have wrecked the Browns' offensive line in ones versus ones. Mm. Browns' offensive line is maybe the best in football. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what's I'm. Um, that's what's in. Now you're not doesn't mean you're going to win. Mahomes is Mahomes, man. Right. But the only chance you have with him, you can't blitz him. You can't blitz Mahomes. But and so the only chance you have, you have to get home with four. You got to get home. It's your only chance. And they have. The human being's capable of it. Yep. Yep. So, I think it's, so. It's a great opener. It's, a, it's an absolutely great opener for them. Um, and, and you can hear it, of course, right here on the fan. Nick Saban. 
It's just, he's the best. We'll explain coming up next. Bishop and Lauren, I just right here on the fan. We are everywhere. On your radio. Online, the fan app, Alexa, and behind you in your car right now. Too creepy? Sorry. The fan, Ohio sports destination. Two legends, one show. Well, it's all a lie. This is Bishop and Laurinaitis. And join the Fan 10 TV, the Ohio Education Association. We honor classroom heroes in these times. Teachers and educators need the support recognition more than ever. Nominate your classroom hero at 971thefan.com slash heroes. So if you go back to week one of college football, there's a lot of unknowns, a lot of disappointments. Some teams surprised. Some teams were better than you thought. Some were worse. The one thing that was... I mean, I think absolutely stamped across the board was that Alabama remains Alabama, and they're just different. They're different than everybody else. They've been this way since Saban's been there. Well, really, since year two or three since Saban's been there. Uh, they just have, just, There's no drop-off for them from year to year, um, and they dominated. My, they could have beat Miami 110 to nothing if they, yeah. if they wanted to. Um, so you say, well, you have a content. They, by the way, I believe they play Mercer this week. I think Alabama mm. plays Mercer mm. this week. Nick Saban at a press conference. <laughs> Let's have a listen. So now we basically played one half of one game. All right, we went ahead 27 nothing in the game. Um, and then it was basically 17-16 after that with two stops inside the five-yard line. And, um, you know, so we didn't maintain our intensity in the game. So we were affected by the scoreboard. So we haven't proven that we can play for 60 minutes. Um, then we come out on Monday and really not ready to practice, uh, I guess because of respect we have for the opponent. I don't really know all that. Or maybe it's what they read on social media or in the media or whatever after one half of a game this season. <laughs> He's not having it, Threes. No, he is so on brand. You remember that this um, is, a, this is a, a, a branch off of the rat poison. Oh, remember? yeah. Like six, yep. seven years ago, he did the rat poison. Yeah, uh, but people tell him how good his team was. It's rat poison. That's rat that's poison. what this is. That's yep. what this is. Yeah. Um. Look, it's why it's why he's the best. Yeah, it's why he's the best. It's it's an understanding that he knows exactly what's being said about his team, and he's not going to let up at all, no matter who they're playing. Not having it. I'm going to put my thumb down harder this week because we're playing Mercer. We played one half of one game. Yeah, we played one half of one we're game. And I don't know if score. it's respect to the it. opponent. I don't know if they're reading their social media. <laughs> he is the Michael Jordan of football coaches. Meaning he, is. he will make up. No matter what, he'll find He will it. make up some kind of disrespect or some kind of lack of attention. My guess is they're probably practicing pretty damn good. Oh, and I, I bet just they're practicing hard. Yes. Hard with Mercer this week. I would expect Hard. they do one-on-one live periods this ones week. Ones and ones. Yep. Um, because they need the work to get better because they're not obviously going to get any challenge out of Mercer. It's incredible. like His ability to continually push the, the gas down on his team despite how much success they've had, how many wins they've had. It's incredible. It's incredible. I don't believe it for a second, Nick. I think you're fine, but <laughs> I think they're just fine. I I just enjoy the press conferences. He's just so he. It's it's the old Costanza line from Seinfeld. It's not a lie if you believe it. That's right. So if if you are emphatic that this is the reality, that we're not any good, 
that were yeah. weak, that were mentally weak because we didn't play all the way to the end uh, for the full 60 on, on Saturday against Miami, even though, my God, I mean, it could have been set. You watched that game. Some, well, you were calling your game, but, I mean, I had yeah. your game on, that game on. They, it, what do you need it? What do you want it to be? How many do you want to score against Miami? Mm. Do you want to score 86? You could have scored 80. They could have kept going. There was no stopping them. There was no stopping them. It was dominant. Dominant. Mm. And, and he's not having it. He won't have it. He won't tolerate it because there's a standard, and even when they meet, reach the standard, it's not enough. It's it's probably why in NFL circles there's always a little trepidation with Bama players because of how he rides them at oh, Alabama. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's real. That is real. The Alabama guys are beat up by the time they're done there. He uses yep. them up. That's, that's a real complaint. Yep. But that's not his problem. And so even even if there's no pressure from the coaching staffs, yeah, you know, as far as playing, practicing through stuff, like just look at their roster. All like the coaches don't need to pressure them. Like, hey, how's your shoulder? Ah, it's sore, coach. You know, oh come on, you you can do it. Get through it. You know, we need you out there. Yeah. I don't even think they need to do that. Why? Because if you're a player and your shoulder's sore, all you gotta do is look at your own damn linebacker room. Do I want to? Do I want to miss? Best Do I want to actually take a, a, a air quote vet day because the kid who replaces me, I might not see the same amount of reps again. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's a built in and look. It's a I'm not saying it's a proud way to look at the cult. You know, I mean, like we've all been there. I've been there. the The lack of job security um, will push you to play through things when you shouldn't. Yeah. Like me playing with my elbow in St. Louis. I was like, I just know they're going to have Ogletree and Mark Barron. It didn't matter. I played through it, and they still ended up going with Ogletree and Mark Barron. <laughs> it didn't right. matter. I shouldn't have played. Shouldn't have played. I should have right. at least been a little healthier. It's a very NFL mentality yes. that he brings. It's an yes, NFL it mentality that he has brought to that program at Alabama, and that's the mm-hmm. reality of it. Um, yeah. Some we, we hit two days in the AFC North. We're doing Bengals. We're doing Steelers. Some pretty wild comments from Jamar Chase uh, that that I want to get to. The number one pick, of course, Joe Burrow in year two. Tennis is balls he is healthy. Well, dude, Still about tennis ball catching just, or no? You don't say it out. No, it's different. It's more, and you don't say it out. You don't say out loud if it is real. Uh, we'll get mm. to it coming up next. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. Well-dressed, well-spoken, but never, ever a well-drink. How about chaos? Insanity. Absolute insanity. You're listening to Bishop and Laurinaitis. And you can join the fan for the Ozone Tailgate on Lane, the best game day tailgate in town. Catch the pregame show with Matty Ice and Tyvis Powell. Listen to live music. Watch the game if you're not headed inside. Be sure to bring cash for your favorite tailgate refreshments. The Ozone Tailgate on Lane is sponsored by Kohler and Buckeye Power Sales, White Claw and Jack Daniels. We will see you there on Saturday. Two-a-days hits the homeland, the AFC North. Bengals and Steelers today, Browns and Ravens tomorrow. We'll start in Cincinnati, and I'm just going to read you a headline from Pro Football Talk, and I believe we have Ben Baby on at the bottom of the hour, and we'll ask him about this, but I would. this is a pretty big red flag for me in regard to first-round pick Jamar Chase. And obviously, the Bengals' success or failures this season are not directly tied to Jamar Chase. He's a receiver. They have two other really good receivers. Right. they got a great back, and they got a franchise quarterback, and what really matters is Joe Burrow staying upright. But I will say, when you draft a guy this high at this position, you hate to see this. And we follow this, talked about the tennis balls and all of this. Well, he spoke yesterday, and he said the following. The NFL ball is harder to catch than the NCAA ball. It's harder to see without the white stripes, among other things. All right. So the problem I would have with this is I don't believe him for this. Or I, 
it, it very, very well may be true. What I don't believe is that all of a sudden in camp he's just now started catching an NFL ball. He's right. probably been catching an NFL ball since last year when he opted out at LSU. He should have been. So I don't. Of course, you know he has. Yeah, you know he has. I remember. Yeah, I would assume I, he was. Yes, I remember watching Ryan Leaf play at Washington. Leaf play at Washington State years ago. He warmed up with an NFL ball. Yeah. Like the notion that all of a sudden Jamar Chase in in July, first time he sees an NFL ball. Yeah. No. If he opted out. Every bit of training he did was with an NFL ball. Like Every ball off of the jugs yes. was an NFL ball. Uh, the notion that it would be a college ball, no one would do that. No trainer would do that. No agency would do that. Right. It would all be an NFL ball. We all know the NFL ball is a little bigger. We know it doesn't have stripes. We know these things. And he yep. would have been prepared accordingly last August. I don't like it, Threes. No. No. Um, because now we're in the excuse phase. Mm-hmm. Um, we laid out the phases, kids. You did. You did a very nice job of it. Um, I just don't... You're right. There's... He's probably been catching an NFL ball since he was in high school. Of course. You know? Like, this is nothing... Of course he has. This is nothing new. Um, And you're absolutely right. Once he opted out, that's the only training he should have done. So then now you're wondering, well, what training did you do, sir, when you you opted out? Of course. He's 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 looking for something to say. This is why this is happening. Other than acknowledging, and you don't want him to acknowledge because this is how bad it's gotten. Acknowledging yeah. that what's the real problem here is mentally he's got a block catching a football, and it's yeah. got nothing to do with stripes or no stripes. I would bet much of your estate that he had, that he did not catch it from the time he opted out, and probably before that, he did not catch a ball out of a jugs machine that was not an NFL ball. Right. And he shouldn't have. I mean, that's no. It makes complete not. sense. Yeah. Um, so my question then is, what? I don't remember. It was so long ago. What did he do at pro day? I'm sure it was. I, I don't remember that either. I don't. Did remember he even work stuff. out? Did he do a full? Pro- so I'm wondering. You know, with no combine, normal combine, um, would this have been something that the Bengals could have fore- foreseen? If you have a normal combine drills, yeah. I, I mean, think I about it. If you're going so. through all those receiver drills, and the NFL ball really is different, and it's beating you up. I mean, that would have affected his draft status. So I'm, I'm just wondering, did he have a normal workout, you know, or did he just run and do the testing? I can't imagine that they didn't see him catch a ball before they drafted him. Right. I can't imagine so, either. I think this is a new development. Surprising things. Yeah. My hunch is this is a new develop that happened in camp. Now, again. Their success or failure is not directly tied to Jamar Chase. No, Long term, he's got to get this right. Their yep. success or failure this season, for me, isn't even really tied to record. Maybe, for, sure, for, for Zach it is. Yep. For Zach Taylor yep. it might be. But in terms of the way I view them now, it's not. I, yep. I want Joe Burrow upright. Yep. That's it. That's all you need. That's all you need. You need to see Joe upright. You need to Joe gain confidence throughout the season. However, you... It's tough because you would absolutely love to see him um, have Jamar Chase and have a, a full arsenal to work with. But if this is a case of the yips, um, which is what it seems like it is, yeah. Because even if it's some, even if it was something that like surprised him, let's just believe, take him at his word, right? And say that he did just show up one day and was like, "Oh man, this NFL ball is different." Mm-hmm. The amount of reps I'd be putting into, which, by the way, I 
I didn't have a problem intercepting balls, so, NFL no. ball versus you know no. like. And I'm not. I'm, and look, trust me, I do not have the greatest hands, at all. But they're similar enough. They're similar enough. Unless you're a small-handed quarterback and you have to make the adjustment, but almost yes. anybody else, it's yes. They're similar enough. But even if, even if, even if you would have done it, you would have practiced so much on the jugs machine to get through it that it wouldn't even be an. You know what I mean? It wouldn't even be an issue. Like, yeah, you would have figured it out by now. What I think has to get figured out is is a healthy Burrow. Look, chase or no chase, they're dangerous. Yeah, they're going to scare people if they can protect. They can they yeah. can scare people with with Mixon and everything we're hearing on Mixon is he had a great camp. Yeah. Uh, the two receivers that they have, T. Higgins is a dude, man. Yeah. He's ready to go. That was a theft last year getting him in the second round. Boyd Taylor Boyd's a dude. Like they got players, man. Yeah, they don't. You want Chase to be great, of course, but what they have the makings of is a really nice offense. Now you're of course you're question their offensive line. Yeah. And will they ever be able to protect? Um, yep. We'll see. We'll see on that front. And we'll ask Ben how it looked uh, in camp. But this is really about Burrow, and it's about a lot. Uh, I think the, the one that I want to hear from Joe on, on Chops is the one about the consistent plan because I think that is really the key to their season is that there is a plan that they follow it and that Burrow gets through it healthy. Let's Here's Joe Burrow. Yeah, you know, I've changed, changed a few things. I'm, I'm, I'm lifting a little bit more during the season. Um, just trying to maintain my my strength and, and my body in that way. So, you know, there's a there's a few things like that that uh, you know you just as you get older you you develop more of a routine that you have that you go through on on game weeks. So, you know, Monday do whatever you do on every Monday. You know, the most important thing is you don't switch it up. You don't you know one Monday you lift and then the next Monday you don't. You just got to be consistent throughout the year. They were four eleven and one a year ago. They scared a lot of people. Burrow looked like a, a he looked like a franchise quarterback that they drafted him to be. Um, what what record? What do you need to see from them this year before we hit the categories? Well, from the Bengals, I want I want to see them. I don't expect for them to make this massive jump in the wins, losses, all that stuff. I, I want to see them though win some of those close games that they lost a year ago. I want to see them learn to develop some winning habits in tight ball games. It doesn't have to be every single time. But you get a couple of those the really tight ball games, like even last year, think back to the Browns game, right? Tight ball games. Find a way to close those out. And, and obviously, Joe is the only thing that matters, big picture wise, for for the team. But can you can you get them to make small little improvements? And, and you see, it, at the end of the year, you're looking back and you say, you know what? Joe's got his swag back. He's confident he made it through a full NFL season. There's no hesitancy with him. Um, and they figured out how to win some tight games. You know what? I think this team really is ready to make that next step, that jump. That's what I need to see from them. And, yeah. and it's, it's going to be hard to really, because I'm sure you'll still have frustration because you'll lose some tight ones. But can you figure out a way to, to really win some of those that a year ago kind of left you frustrated? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a lot of it. Let's hit the categories on the Cincinnati Bengals. Start with your franchise grade, sir. Oh man, I put I put C minus. Um, maybe and, and I think I'm being kind. Um, it's been a it's a place that doesn't pay some of its guys that have come through. It's a place that doesn't even have an indoor. I mean, yeah, I should give it a D just for that. I, I think it's better. It's probably a D plus, C minus. Uh, it's better now. I think Katie Blackburn 
you know, uh, has helped. Mike Brown's daughter has helped. I yeah. think that they're, they've, they've, they're trying. They spend in free. They're trying they to do a little be better. They won't be taken seriously in the National Football League without an indoor. No, and it's a joke. Well, it's the, players. The, 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 the irony that Massillon High School, where yes. they play at Paul Brown Stadium. Yes. Right? I mean, Paul Brown coached there, for crying out loud, that they have an indoor. Yep. And the Bengals yep. do not. Yep. That ain't right. That's not right. Um, perfect uniform. You know what? I actually like the current rendition of them. Um, as I was looking through their uniforms through the years, I like how subtle they made the the bangle stripes on the shoulders. Because um, there's been some through the years where I've been like, Ugh, uh, um, I didn't I didn't remember how much I didn't like them when they when they were like the TJ Hushmanzada um, the weird uniforms. Stripe. I did not like that. So I, I kind of like kind of like what they've done with them. Sure. Um, the helmet is so unique; um, it's incredible. I, I just, I think they're they're doing, they were doing the right things with the re- the newest renditions. Yeah, I, I think probably I like the leaping bangle from the Boomer size and Icky Woods years. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, but I think that they got away from what they were wearing, and that's a win. I don't think you need to put bangles on the front of an NFL jersey. I think we know who they are. We can see the helmet, right? Uh, but other than that, they did a pretty good job on what they currently wear. Um, Coolest all-time player? Uh, I put... It might be generational. I put Chad Johnson. Um, I think that's fair. Because I, I when, when he was doing all of his touchdown celebrations and stuff, growing up, that was something that, like... I wasn't getting all, you know, excited to watch any Bengals highlights, but you always knew Chad Johnson was going to do something just outrageous. And uh, also was a really good football player. So I think it is Chad Johnson. I'll never forget when he put on the gold jacket. That was one of those, like, my goodness. Um, but that was also during a time where it seemed like between him and T.O. and all these guys, like, they were trying to create themselves on touchdown celebration. Steve Smith in there as well. But, um, yeah, it's Chad Johnson for me. I agree. I, I think he's the most fun. I think he's so fun. Yep. <laughs> I mean, Icky Woods was great. I mean, Munoz is probably the starting left tackle on the all-time NFL team, so they've got some cool people. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think Chad, Chad Johnson is, is the... I mean, Chad, he changes put Ocho Cinco on the back of a jersey. What do you want? I mean, how much fun yeah. is that? Uh, play their grade. Uh, I put D. Yeah, D, bad. because of the no indoor. And you get to those days where it's practicing, or it's raining, and it's and it's getting a little sleet and cold and all of that. No. No. Yeah. You gotta have an indoor. So no matter what, because you don't have one, you're gonna be a D. And no matter the how many war other stories that we've heard from guys who have been there, you've heard, I've heard in terms of even just the way they handle if you're a free agent on a tryout. Yeah. Bring your own sweats. I mean it's just nonsense. Right. Now hopefully they're getting away for that right. uh, with, with Katie Blackburn. I hope they are. They should be. There's no excuse for it. Quarterback grade. QB grade, um, I'm gonna go a B. Uh, I would have put it it just depends on and that's only because of his health. That's not. That's just wondering where is Joe at uh, mentally with that knee. That could easily boost up to an A if he proves throughout the season that he's healthy and fully, fully there mentally back from that from that knee surgery. Agreed. B plus. I, I loved him last year. It just stay absolutely. Upright. That's yep. why. That's all I care about. Stay upright. It's really yep. all that matters for them. Yep. Contender grade. Uh, I put C. This is one of the rare ones where the contender grade will fall below the quarterback. I just think they have some other issues as well. And and even if Joe takes a little while early on to 
get back in the groove, which I totally think he will. I, I just don't expect that to be week one. He comes out, you know, 390 through the air, right. four touch. No, I just think it'll take a little bit. Um, and I think there's other holes on the roster, but I, I put C. I go D plus here, and some of the and I think, but I think they're better than some of the teams that we've given C's, and I think they're going to scare people. Yeah. They just play in a brutal division. Yeah, it's a brutal. It's the second best division in football. They're yeah. in it. They've got holes. There's a couple of teams in the division that don't have any holes. It's hard for me to imagine them jumping Pittsburgh, for example. Right. And I think Pittsburgh's the third best team in the division. So if, if that's the case, and I think you get three playoff teams in the division, not four, they can't. I don't. I'd be shocked if they made the playoffs. But I do think they're going to scare people. And I think they're going to be really, really interesting this year. And I think they could win the opener against Minnesota on Sunday. I think that's in play, too. Uh, we hit the Steelers up next. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. The only radio station still operating with an active booze cart. I'm drunk right now. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. The Fan. Ohio sports destination. Two guys who love to see it. This is Bishop and Laurinaitis. My friends, this is important. Mortgage rates have plummeted. They are at the lows of the year. Your home value, on the other hand, at the highs of the year. And you can take advantage of this unique situation with my friends at Neighborhood Lender. You can refinance right now with Neighborhood Lender. You're going to pay zero closing costs. You may even get to skip your next one or two house payments altogether. They do this at Neighborhood Lender. They make refinancing simple, all digital, super fast platform. There's no paperwork, no junk fees, no big bank hassle. You can refinance right now. You can snag the rate of your lifetime and lower your house payment altogether with no closing costs. You can refinance and get cash out. A lot of people don't realize this. You can get that cash out of your home's equity. They're getting tens of thousands of dollars out, putting it to pay off debt back into your house in a remodeling project. But you need to act now to get a better loan. Get cash out, lower your payment, pay zero in closing costs, and skip your next house payment altogether. Call Neighborhood Lender today, 614-882-LOAN. That's 614-882-LOAN, NeighborhoodLender.com, 614-882-LOAN. Equal housing lender, NMLS 69349. Not all loans apply for no closing cost option, subject to lender approval. Have the Steelers become underrated? Um... I think people th- look. We're, we're all prisoners such a bad to just taste. what happened lately, right? And I think people have forgot just how good they started last season. Um, Eleven and zero. Yeah, there there's talent on that team, um, and I, I think that you know they're not going to end this Roethlisberger era without going down without a huge fight. Like you're going to have to play really good to beat them, um, and I think the way that they looked in the playoff game has given rise to a, a bunch of opinions that, ah, you know, they are, you know, they're not that good anymore. They're not the same. Um, so I don't know. They're tough to judge because they still got the logo, you know, and sure they still they have the reputation. Um, Tomlin's never had a losing year. That's incredible. They don't fall off a cliff, man. No, no, they don't. Like they, they, they they've got a couple years, you know, even with Cower where the, it was seven and nine, you know, in that vicinity, yep. they don't have a three and thirteen. Yep, not in your lifetime. No, they don't have it. That's incredible. They don't have it. Doesn't exist. All they do is win. They're different now than yeah. I think they were a decade ago in the way they go about their business. They're yeah. having some trouble with this T.J. Watt situation right now. Sure are. Yeah. That's not ideal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But when you think about, I think about what they are right now. They went twelve and four last year. I mm-hmm. think that they are the third best team in the AFC North. But I think they're a playoff team. I do. Yeah. And I think yeah. Najee Harris is going to go bonkers there. 
and I think they're going to ride him like Seabiscuit. I think he's yep. going to run it, catch it. I think he's going to be a top five or six fantasy guy. Um, I think he's being underdrafted in, in the fantasy stuff. I think Pat Fryermuth is a nice pick at tight end. Same. Um, I think he gives Ben a familiar sense absolutely. of, of a, that big tight end that can make the big catches in the in the red zone. Yeah. I think Melvin Ingram playing there will do quite well. Yeah. I think that helps a lot. Look, their offensive line is going to be a bit of a problem. Their secondary is aging, but their front seven defensively is going to be legit. Mika Fitzpatrick's an all-pro. They're, they're squad. they get got big-time players at receiver. Like They've got a lot of things. And, and I think this it's kind of gone too far to where all of a sudden people think they're going 6-11. and 10, six and 11. They're not. No. They're not going 6-11. and 11. No. 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 I think it's a playoff team. I do. All right, let's hit the categories on the Steelers. Franchise grade. I got A. Yeah. An A. Sure One is. One of the model franchises in the National Football League. Yep. Yep. They're. It's absolutely an A. It's a little different now than it was a decade ago, but the league's a little different. Where they go from Roethlisberger, but they've never bottomed out, and they've always yep. been good, and the history is impeccable. The fan base yep. is great. Perfect uniform combination. I <laughs> mean. The home, I'll choose their home uniform. Which it's one flawless. Yeah, it's perfect. Yep. it's unbelievable. I love yep. that that all the Pittsburgh pro teams wear black and gold. Yep, the whole city. It's awesome. Yep. No, it's an A plus, and it's the per, the home one is perfect. It's it's absolutely great. Um, and they've worn it pretty much unchanged for fifty years. Yep. You know so they've changed yeah, the number perfect. script a little it. bit, but I that's it. it. Yeah, it's awesome. Play their great. Uh, I put. You're just skipping the coolest player. Oh, I'm sorry. Time. Coolest all time. My fault. Coolest all time. Troy Palomalu. Mm-hmm. You cannot be cooler than the long flow, diving over the offensive line on goal line plays. Yeah. Like just sailing through the air. His ability with picks and that dude was incredible. And when you have that flow like that, man, that's just. That's pure swag. So for me, it was Troy Palomalu. When they, when you hear the first notes of Renegade, and the first image is him. Yep. I mean, get out the front door. Yep. I mean that's that's that sets it off. Yep. They got so many. Uh, I'll give you one that doesn't get talked about much is Rod Woodson. He gets overshadowed a little, that's a little true. bit by Deion he Sanders. Does. Yep. But he is an all all time dude, and yep. because Prime was such a per- cult of personality, sometimes I think Woodson isn't remembered in the way that Prime You're absolutely is, right, or but. that Ed Reed. But he's of that ilk. Yeah, he is absolutely of that ilk. You go back to the Steel Curtain. You got Mean Joe. You got Lambert. You got everybody you want. But I mean, they they've had a lot. They've had a lot of coolest players. Play their grade. Today, today. I mean, think about the way the city will love you. Think about what you can do in the Steel City afterwards. Think about how well um, ownership will take care of you, the way they take care of their former guys, the brotherhood that is being a former Steeler. Yeah. It's an A. Sure is. Climate would be the only thing that keeps it out of being of course, an A+. Plus, but, but it's an A. Yeah. It's a great city. They love their fan. They love their team. Yep. It matters to be a Steeler. Yep. It matters. It's mattered for 50 years to be a Steeler. That's... You're not, you can't beat that. You can't beat it. Quarterback grade. QB grade, I got I got Ben at a C plus. A C plus. I think I remember you early on the season ago. he'll be a B. Two years ago. And I think that elbow just, just wears down again. 
you hit this a couple of years ago when we were doing this, and you said you were doing a, one of their games, and you said, watch when it gets cold how that tightens up. Yeah. And that's what happened. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, you know, it used to be an A. It's a C plus, B minus. It's somewhere in there. Yeah. Contender grade for the Steelers. I actually have them as a B minus. I think they'll make the playoffs. But as far as actually a contender, like I don't see them beating the Chiefs. You know, so yeah. I they can they can be a team that fills in the bracket, but I don't see them actually threatening when it comes to when it comes to the uh, Super Bowl. I'll go a little higher. I'll go B plus. Could I see him in the AFC Championship game? Yep, absolutely. If Najee is what I think he's going to be, and they can rely on him, I could see him giving a bounce the way that uh, Terrell Davis gave John Elway a bounce. Now, I don't think their team's as good as that Broncos team was. They're yeah. not as good up front, certainly. But I could see them getting a bounce out of it, and and I could see them playing an AFC champion. It's hard for me to imagine them winning it, but I do. I can absolutely see them being a playoff team. I can see them just missing the playoffs. But I think their ceiling is still relatively high. Um, and I think they're being written off a little bit too soon. Ben Baby on the Bengals. We'll ask you about this crazy Jamar Chase story, among other things, coming up next. Bishop and Laurinaitis is right here on The Fan. This is Ohio State football coach Ryan Day on your home for Buckeye football, The Fan. The Fan. Ohio sports destination. Open early for all your sports discussion needs. Now back to Bishop and Laurinaitis. All right, time to head out to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline and talk to our good buddy Ben Baby. When we talk Bengals, we like to talk to Ben because he is the best. He covers the Bengals for ESPN, and now he's a Big 12 country again. Cincinnati going to the Big 12, so that works out well. A lot of familiarity there, but but let's talk about the team that you get paid to cover, my friend, your Bengals. Uh, Jamar Chase, the comments yesterday about the ball and the stripe and not being able to see it, pretty big red flag for me. What What have you seen from him? We know what we've seen in games. What have you seen from him in camp? It is funny. So my phone, I just got done with a run, so perfect timing here. And I, I got done just like five, ten minutes ago, and my phone has blown up with all these comments from Chase about the ball. And the funny thing is he said these on Monday, and we all, like, looked around. Nobody really batted an eye from it. Like, you know, we all heard it, and I just chalked it up as a random excuse that guys make. And I was just like, oh, okay, maybe there is something to it. And it's funny, I'm in a group text right now uh, with one of my – and we with a couple guys uh, who happen to uh, play in the NFL, and one of them said – you know, it actually is somewhat of a thing. You know, I thought it was kind of silly. He goes, no, it's, it's, a, it's a real deal. Uh, but that, all of that being said, uh, for me, like the red flag or uh, the issues with Jamar, kind of his comments that, uh, you know, about the ball, it's that, you know, he just has consistently had drop issues uh, since the beginning, uh, since basically the first time we saw him from like rookie minicamp on um, and in OTAs and then in training camp and preseason games. He struggled really catching the ball. And for me, you know, it wasn't the, you know, when you, when you, when you listen to the totality of his comments that he made Monday, and Monday was the first time he had talked in several weeks. The Bengals did not make him available uh, for a while, and Monday was the first time he had spoken after he had been requested for several weeks. Uh, you know, we said, uh, you know, for me, the biggest thing that he said was, you know, I just wasn't focusing and the concentration wasn't there. Um, and so mentally, it's, it's, so that signals that it's a mental issue more than anything. So as much as the, the headlines about, you know, the ball and the markings all, Kind of, you know, I, I, I hear all that and I get kind of because it is kind of strange to hear someone talk about that. For me, the biggest issue with Jamar is kind of the, where's his head at mentally? Is he ready to go week one? And, and he says he is. He's, 
he has a ton of confidence, and, and he said he wants to put Patrick Peterson on his highlight reel. But I think that first half and specifically that first quarter is going to be really big for Jamar, um, not only for this game, but potentially for these next few weeks. You know, I think that it, it's up to the Bengals coaching staff to put Jamar in good positions, help him build some confidence and get a sense of rhythm uh, to not only, you know, be productive in week one against the Vikings, but kind of build some momentum moving forward for these next couple of weeks. Yeah, Ben, that's where I was going to go is, is what's your sense on how much he will be in the game plan when it comes to, to Sunday against the Vikings? I mean, there's, there's been this reoccurring issue, right? And we've seen it in games, but as you said, it's happened throughout camp. Um, there's been the actual almost admitting that there's an issue. There's been the talk about catching the tennis balls and now that there's no white stripes on the pro ball. All this stuff being acknowledged and talked about, it's definitely a mental thing. I'm just wondering, and maybe it's impossible to know, how much the team still has that confidence in him. And then how long does it take? Is it just Sunday? If he continues to struggle on Sunday, does he start to see his targets and his involvement in the game plan? Because sooner or later, it's about production. Like, if you can't catch the rock, is it week one? Is it week two? I mean, how long will this leash be for him to where you have to finally say, look, you got to figure it out. But until we see it consistently in practice, we can't count on you. Yeah, I don't think that I think they're going to give him a very long leash. You got to understand that it also would be if they did, if, if you know, if they if they were hesitant and and they said, you know, we need you to produce well, you know, this is your fifth overall pick. You're basically admitting your fifth overall pick isn't ready to come in and, and produce right away. And, and let's be honest, I think we but all of us know the game pretty well. Uh, receiver should be the one position you're able to come in and, and be pretty productive off the jump. Um, and you know, whether that's a, you know going from high school to college or, or college to the NFL, you know, it's you. you Theoretically, you know, that, that is one of the positions where, you know, I think a lot of people believe it's easier to make a transition. Now, the, you know, the thing in here with Jamar is that he's having to think a little bit more. There, you know, he's learning a new offense. You know, the, the, the coverage is significantly better than it was, uh, you know, in college, and he's having to adapt to all of these things. And talking to people, you know, on, on the coaching staff inside the building, right now there isn't a big sense of alarm about what Jamar does. I think someone pointed out to me that, you know, that what T. Higgins did last year, you know, early on in the season, he had a couple of bad drops um, in games and, and a couple that, you know, honestly cost the Bengals, you know, potentially a win or two. And as the season progressed, he kind of got in the feel of things. He, he found his rhythm. And by the end of the season, he was making catches that he wasn't at the beginning. And I think that there's the same belief that as Jamar gets rolling, eventually those catches are going to come. And, you know, they like, you know, the confidence. And they, they've asked Joe Burrow, hey, is this an issue? And, and, you know, did you see any of this, you know, at LSU? And, and by and large, nobody, you know, when you look at the metrics, this isn't something that's been a consistent problem for Jamar. So I think the belief is that it's just a momentary, you know, struggle, and eventually he'll figure it out. But eventually, like you said, he's going to have to produce because, you know, the fact of the matter is the Bengals are counting on Jamar Chase to be a playmaker from, from the get-go. So there isn't going to be, you know, while, while they are going to be patient with him, I think they are still going to be expecting production sooner rather than later. And the, the crazy thing, Ben, about them is is he's, while, while it's the headline today, it is not the headline for the season. The headline for the season, from our vantage point, is Joe Burrow stays healthy. That's it. Like, that's all. If I'm a Bengals fan, that's all I want. Joe Burrow plays a whole year. He stays healthy because they got big-time weapons. I mean, we, you were famous for the Mixon watch a year ago. Sounds like he's had a great camp. They have T. Higgins. They have Boyd. They're going to be dangerous offensively regardless. Certainly Chase being a, expect to be a part of that. But even if he weren't there or isn't what he was at LSU, they still got a ton of weapons, and they got Burrow back healthy. 
him staying healthy this year and the, the position that they're putting him in, where do you sit with that? I, I think I, I think that first series, that first couple series, is really going to tell us a lot about where this offensive line is at. Because, quite honest, you know they didn't really make a ton of tangible upgrades from the previous year when the unit was not very good. I think they've said that you know right now that they, they're too big, uh, they're too big improvements in, in getting you know assistant coach Frank Pollock rehired and then signing Riley Reef, who was at Minnesota uh, to play right tackle. Those right now are the two biggest upgrades. Uh, second round pick Jackson Carmen isn't ready to start week one which is actually a little bit of a surprise because at the end of OTAs, this was a guy who was, you know, slotted as a projected right guard and then just kind of fell down the depth chart during training camp, which is it just, which to, to me is actually a much bigger concern than Jamar Chase right now because mentally I think Jamar will figure it out at some point. He's got the confidence to do so. But when you look at Jackson Carmen and the reasons why he kind of dropped down and, and, you know, maybe there's something he didn't show during training camp, you know, there's a lot of questions about, you know, him needing to be in good physical shape. To me, that's a much larger concern. So, uh, you know, I, I think that we need to see how this offensive line looks, how they mesh, uh, what that what the guards look like specifically. I think that's going to be the important thing. And then Bradley Reef, you know, is he really that upgrade that they, they thought he would be? But, those are all questions that must be answered uh, in week one. Ben, how many how many wins do the Bengals need to get in order for you to to be satisfied with the continued growth of this organization? You know, I'd say for me, I, I don't know if I I, 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 I my my number one line is I don't care if the team goes winless or wins a Super Bowl, I get paid the same amount of money. Uh, so <laughs> right. so for me, I, zero wins to seventeen or whatever it's going to be this year, I will be completely satisfied. The big question is going to be what's going to satisfy the front office at the end of the year? Because I think this is, as we've talked about all off season with y'all, this is a make or break year for, I think head coach Zach Taylor. And I, you know, I was talking to, um, you know, Elizabeth Blackburn, who's, you know, the, the, the daughter of Katie and Troy Blackburn, who are the, the VPs of the franchise and the, the granddaughter of Mike Brown. And, and, you know, she has made it very clear and probably vocalized it better than anybody in the front office this off season and saying that, you know, there is an expectation, there is a sense of urgency uh, for the franchise to do well, not just w- with wins and losses, but I think that when you look at how apathetic this fan base has been and the, and the amount of empty seats over the last few years, I don't know if the Bengals can afford a trend, especially as they're approaching the end of their lease. Um, you know, the current terms, obviously there are some stipulations there that can keep the team here longer. Uh, but in terms of what they're going to need to do when they go to the negotiating table, I think there was a, an extreme sense of urgency for this uh, for the team to show that, hey, this is an asset to the community. This is something that is, is important, especially if you're, they're going to go after taxpayer dollars. Again, you've got to see taxpayers in the seats. Otherwise, I, and for me, that's the biggest concern. And so I think that there's going to be a lot of pressure on Zach Taylor to uh, to show a good amount of improvement. For me, I, I think that I, I think that is shown if they're competitive and if they, if they are in the mix for a playoff berth in December. Right now, I've got them at 7-10. and 10 going into this season. So, and I don't know if that's enough. I think that they're going to have to surprise some people and win some games that we probably don't think they're going to win at this point for us to really say, okay, this is a team that's showing good upward progress. But, you know, like you said, they've got a lot of, a lot of, got a, resources on offense. They've infest, invested a lot of money defensively. Now is the time to show and say, okay, where is this rebuild at and, and where do they need to go moving forward? Ben, you're the best, buddy. Always appreciate your time. Love chatting with you. Hey, thanks, y'all. Always a pleasure. All right, that's the great Ben Baby covers the Bengals for ESPN. I hadn't heard that about. I, I guess we don't, you know, about the stadium at least, and yeah, you know, it's always there though. It's always there. Yep. And so, all right, uh, we we will do the Browns and the Ravens coming up tomorrow. We hit thing or not a thing up next. Bishop and Lauren, I just right here on the fan. 
Winners of the prestigious Platinum Microphone Award every year. Given to the best radio station in the world. Uh, no need to look it up. It's real. The Fan. Hi. Meet or on the rocks. Just act accordingly. Starts with a glass of bourbon, then goes to, oh, first blood's on. I think I'll watch this again. You're listening to Bishop and Laurenitis. And brought to you by our great friends at Window Nation. If you're in need of search and replacement windows, check them out at windownation.com. They'll take care of you the way that they take care of us at 8690 Nation today. Time for a little thing or not a thing. Hit it, chopper. Bishop and Laurenitis. Thing or not a thing. Sponsored by Geico Insurance. This from the dispatches, Joey Kaufman. The 10.31 yards per play Ohio State averaged in last week's season opening win at Minnesota were the most in a game in school history. Thing or not a thing? Definitely a thing. I was doing, uh, I did a little guest radio down in the South yesterday, and they were, they kind of, the way, of, of course that they would, they kind of painted it from the perspective of, well, that's not sustainable. And it's probably not. <laughs> you know, you're not going to average 10 right. yards a play. But I do think the big play ability is sustainable because of those receivers and because of Travion Henderson. Um, so while that's not something you're going to see every game, you will see a lot of it. Yeah, I, and plus I, I just think that it is um, – look, you don't got to worry about, hey, we got to be better on third down. Well, not if you get 10 yards of play. You only got to yeah. be good on first down. Um, I think it is a obviously skewed by the massive plays, but I, I think also – um, it just anytime you do anything for the first time in our school's long and lovely history, I think that that definitely is a thing. It's impressive, and they were um, explosive and they were con- consistent. But I wouldn't expect to see that every single week. Also skewed by lack of plays, Minnesota only had forty tackles in the game. Yeah, <laughs> every NFL team is projected to get four hundred million dollars in twenty twenty three before selling one ticket, beer, hot dog. Thanks to massive media slash sponsorship deals via Sportico, thing or not a thing, biggest thing there is. That's and why no. That's why these franchises don't go for sale very often. Right. There's no other business in the world that does this. I, I just understand this. The Haslam's, Jimmy Haslam's dad, founded pilot, Flying J. They become Pilot Flying J. It's a top five private-owned company in in North America. Yeah. It's a monster. They have a, essentially a, a, a monopoly in that business, right? Them and Loves, there's a couple, right? Yep. They sold out of that, okay, which you just print money. They sold out of that to Warren Buffett, Berkshire Hathaway, eventually completely out of it, to be in the NFL business because it's yep. better. It's better. Yeah. That's how good the NFL is. It's incredible. It's incredible. And that's why it's the best the best league in all of pro sports and um, the numbers just keep going higher and higher and, and it's and Bo, the impressive thing it's the relentless pursuit to how can we do more that's how that's all they're thinking it's all Goodell thinks of how can we continue to monetize and do more Bishop Sycamore's new head coach explained their situation to NBC4. <laughs> quote, we do not offer curriculum. We are not a school. That's not what Bishop Sycamore is. And I, I think that's what the biggest misconception about us was. And that was our fault because that was a mistake on paperwork. He later added that they are a post-grad football academy. Oh. Thing or not a thing? So is Paul Crew the quarterback? Like, do they play? Is this the longest yard? It's not school related at all. 
Bishop Sycamore the Academy. Mis- the biggest misconception is we're not it's actually a not a school. Hold on. Football you academy? High Why are you playing mass football? in high school? Yeah. You're playing high schools. You're playing high what school. What are we football. doing? What are we doing? Well, <laughs> you're a pro pro you're a for profit, your own profit. I mean, it's unbelievable. I they can't got away believe with. this exists. I can't, I can't believe either. that this it's got up and going. Absurd. I can't believe that this is even a thing. I can't believe this is even allowed. So, like, you could just go form a random group and just say, "Hey, we're a high school team." Nineteen, twenty-year-olds. Who don't? Who Isn't there like college? a? I, I, th- I swear, I thought high school, high school sports there was some kind age of age requirement, like grade requirement. You know, sure. like you an actually have to be in component, school. Perhaps. Yeah, like an educational Jeez. opponent. Yeah. God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Incredible. I guess those national showcase games just aren't sanctioned by anybody. The 49ers released their week one depth chart, and they've listed quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo as the starter for the regular season, first game of the regular season. Rookie Trey Lance, who will have a package of plays, is the backup. Thing or not a thing? Well, it's a thing for sure. Uh, they play Detroit this week, so it's not that big of a thing for this game, but it will be going forward because Kyle is going to keep people on their toes. They're two very different quarterbacks with different skill sets. And yeah. so now he's got Lance that he can you know play around with in the weekly game plan. Yeah, and it's an inferior opponent that you can get a W with week one. Uh, you can sprinkle in some of those plays, make the coordinators pull their hair out, you know, trying to prepare for two different style quarterbacks. Um, the big test will be: Hey, it's a it's a very equal uh, talent, you know, matchup. How much you know? How, how much attention then does Trey Lance get? How many reps does yeah. Trey Lance get in those situations? It's always easier to sprinkle in these packages when you have a good sense going in. You're going to win the football game, but when everything kind of equates, then then how much do they use Trey Lance? Last one on Shannon Sharp's podcast, Terrell Owens was asked who he would like to go up against in a boxing match. Owens adamantly said Donovan McNabb, quote, I'd knock the chunky soup from him. <laughs> thing or not a thing? I covered that Super Bowl when he played with a broken leg. And was I was there on the field. How effective he was was stunning. It's, ama- it's almost sad that everything around him like he was inducted in the Pro Football Hall of Fame and wasn't there yeah you know yeah. like yeah. it all all of the stuff around took away because he was great yep. great and he always had a problem with Donovan McNabb I have no idea who knows what it was but he always did I <laughs> T.O. man just one of the most um, interesting superstars right and and I, I just have I have no interest. I'm gonna say nothing because I have no interest in uh, like yeah. seeing old dudes fight. It just doesn't, you know, yeah. like all these boxing matches. Like you got Tyson going to fight. I just yeah, that, that doesn't do it for me. No, no, me either. All right, first edition of Beat the House. Get it your Sharpies out, kids. Time to get rich. We do it coming up next. Bishop and Laurenitis right here in the fan. The first thing you hear every morning should be Bobby Carpenter yelling at you. Bird chirping is overrated. Morning juice. Weekday mornings at 6. The fan. Their favorite sport is berating their producer. You just sat there for 10 minutes. This is Bishop and Laurenitis. Enjoy the fan for the Ozone Tailgate on Lane for the best game day tailgate in town. Catch the pregame show. Matty Ice, 
Time is pal. Listen to live music, watch the game if you're not headed inside. Be sure to bring cash for your favorite tailgate refreshments. The Ozone Tailgate on Lane is sponsored by TNT Equipment, Capital City Concrete, Pepsi Zero, and Corona. See ya on Saturday. Bucks and Oregon as we get closer to that. And all eyes on Kayvon Thibodeau and what his participation will be and what that matchup is all about. It's going to be a beautiful uniform matchup. It, I have not heard anything on our end. If we're wearing gray sleeves or not, every once in a while we'll break them out for uh, a big non-conference game. Uh, yeah. but usually, they've in recent years they've been reserving them for the playoffs. Um, but so my guess is we'll be in the you know non-gray on the sleeve. <sighs> my guess. It's all right. As long as we don't do anything ridiculous, I'll be fine with it. <laughs> right. Just don't wear black. Don't wear gray. Make sure you have scarlet. In the it's my envy. Thing. It's my one envy of Alabama. You know, just no. Yeah. I don't think we will change. Silver hat, red top. Gray yep. pants. Yep. That's it. That's Quite it. simple. It's not hard. Let's do that. Um, all right, look. We are <clears throat> absurdly good at this. Or at least I am. I think you are too at this. We've crushed this. We've been doing this for four years. This is our fourth year, year last beating year. the house. I think I had a good year last year. I think you I did too. I think you, I think you beat me last year. But both of us were way over 500. And I don't know that we've ever been even close to 500 picking NFL games. I think we've... Every year we do this against the number, we have won pretty big on mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, so, with that being said, we're probably due for a stinker. Yeah, we are. You're due. Tonight's game. Tonight's yeah. game is a little tough. It's a tough. There's one. a lot of tough ones here, and I, I think the other thing is you got to remember with when you when it comes to the gambling, you got to remember this, kids. They didn't build all that in the desert by you winning. That's right. They're gonna win eventually. That's right. Right? They will win eventually. And, yep. and so with that in mind, let's beat the house, Chops. Beat the house. Bishop and Laurenitis. All right. You guys are 500 for the season right now. <laughs> Bo, 0-0. Zero zero, James, 0-0. Zero zero. First up, Buccaneers minus 8.5 playing host to the Cowboys. Fun one. It's a fun one tonight. Um so here's, in my mind's eye at least, and I do no research for these. We just gut pick them. In my mind's eye, defending Super Bowl champion at home to open the season, lots of juice. And oftentimes they look great. Yeah. And I think Tampa Bay will look great tonight. I, I think they will. I think Dallas certainly going to score some points. I think Tampa Bay is going to score more and more than eight and a half. I got the Bucks 37. Well, we don't have to do scores. I got the Bucks to cover the eight and a half. Give me Tampa Bay. Yeah, it's it's tough, right? I mean, what I'm struggling with is what Tampa Bay are we getting? Is this the Tampa of the playoffs? You know, like the last time you saw them, you saw a D-line dominate Pat Mahomes, right? Um, but they really weren't that impressive all season. No. So you get a full offseason... Um, does that automatically mean Tom Brady's just going to absolutely light it up? Uh, ah, give me the Buccaneers. Buccaneers cover. I don't love it, though. I don't. Moving on to Sunday, you've got the Eagles at the Falcons. Atlanta minus three. Atlanta minus three at home. Philly, Philly. Jalen Hurts. What's that coach's name? Nick Siciliano? I don't sure. know what his head coach's name is. Yeah, that's him. 
Anyway, Falcons, Dirty Birds. They don't got to win by a lot, but only three, Falcons cover. Yeah, I think the Falcons, I, I think Pitts is going to put up big numbers for them. Same. I think Davis at running back is going to be big. Uh, I, I don't know that Atlanta is sustainable, but they're better than Philly, who I think is maybe the worst team in the NFC. Uh, give me Atlanta to cover as well. Bills minus six and a half, hosting the Steelers. So, I like Buffalo a lot, and I do yeah. think they win this game. But yeah. I think Pittsburgh is frothing at the mouth and will mm-hmm. play well. And I think mm-hmm. Najee Harris is going to be a monster. Um, mm-hmm. I think this is a great game. I love this game. I think Buffalo wins it, but close. And I wouldn't be surprised if Pittsburgh wins it. I don't need them to win them. I just need them to cover the six and a half. Give me the Steelers to cover it. I would take the six and a half if this game was played in November. Since this game is week one, and you're going to try to tell Mike Tomlin-led Steelers team that they're six and a half dogs with a fully healthy team rolling in, I think they take it as disrespect. Mm-hmm. I still think the Bills win. I'm with you. But I think it's a close one by a field goal, possibly. Pittsburgh will, co- Pittsburgh will cover the spread. Road favorite, Vikings minus three at the <laughs> Bengals. Mm. I just don't see it. I don't see it. I, 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 When I've watched the Vikings, I just... What is it about that team that gives you a ton of confidence. It's just been a really weird vibe with that team overall. Um, give me the Bengals. Give me the Bengals. Joe Burrow getting a dub week one. I don't like the vibes out of Minnesota either, man. I don't like them. I think that division's terrible. We'll do our playoff picks in a second. Bengals win the opener. They win it outright. I get points too? Absolutely. Joe Burrow looks good. They spin it around a little bit. Give yep. me the Bengals to win the opener. Tied for largest spread of the week, and it is on the road. 49ers minus 7.5 in Detroit. I don't know if people realize what happened in Detroit from a roster standpoint. Yeah, I feel so bad for Jared Goff. Yeah, San Francisco is healthy up front. They got two backs, two quarterbacks. Yep. San Francisco's defense is going to eat Jared Goff alive. Yep. This is not going to be a particularly pretty game. But they win twenty four to ten. So give me San Francisco to cover. Absolutely, San Fran's defense is finally healthy. Yeah, um, they have belief. They got that ground game going. Jimmy Garoppolo. You're going to sprinkle in some Trey Lance stuff. Poor Lions. Just um, yeah. Give me the Forty ers Give me the Santa Clara Forty ers That's right. Cardinals at the Titans. Tennessee minus three. Hmm. I think this would be a good football game. Um, I just, you know, in the games like these where I think they're two very talented football teams, I'm going to go with the home team. I think Tennessee wins. Not huge, uh, but they will cover. Sneaky great game. Yep. Sneaky great game. And I can see it being right on the number. Tennessee 27-24, 31-28, something like that. Both teams score. This is a fun game. Uh, I'm with you, though. I'll take the home team and I'll throw the three. Up next, we've got the Seahawks minus two and a half at the Colts. This is a tricky one. Um, it's been a kick. weird... I gotta look this up. I think it's one. It's a weird uh, weird preseason for Indy with Wentz. Yeah. Is he here? Is he not here? They've had some injuries. Um, and I think they're a really good team. And, and I'm pretty sure... Yeah, I have them as a playoff team when we get to yeah. that. Um I just have a feeling Seattle comes out guns a blazing a little bit. I think I, I, they're a little. 
a little sluggish. Maybe early in the game, but Seattle pulls away, and I think they cover the two and a half. They can win by a field goal at Indy. They're a better team. Mm. Seattle stinks at noon, at the early window, noon central. You know that. um, You would know that. They they do. That's the only time we could beat them. Um, Colts. I'm taking the Colts to win this one. I think that they have a roster that can play with Seattle, and I think early on they'll be a little sleepy. Colts get a good lead, and I think they hold on. I believe this one has been a betting flip throughout the week because the football team now a one-point favorite hosting the Chargers. So, if you play this game anywhere else, but you know out east, I think that that the Chargers are a favorite. Um, the hard thing is that the fact that that D line is so vicious, and you could totally see the Chargers losing this football game, although they are the better team overall. Um, I can't go against Herbert. You can't. You can't do your sophomore season losing to the Washington football team. Give me LA. I got football team. Fitz Magic early in the year. Think of all the early season success he's had. Uh, I know they're a little banged up. Can't get Curtis Samuel right, but I think they got enough weapons. McLaurin's great. The D line eats Herbert up. It's a noon start. I mean, it's a 1 o'clock start. That's a 10 a.m. body clock for the Chargers. Uh, give me give me the football team to cover the one. Darnold's chance at revenge. Panthers minus four hosting the yes. New York Jets. Mm. <clears throat> I like Matt Rule. I like what they've done defensively. I don't like rookie quarterbacks on the road to start things. Give me Carolina to cover the four. Same. Same. Give me Panthers. Let's go. Urban Meyer and the Jaguars are three-point favorites on the road. That's right. At Houston. That's right. Give me Jacksonville. Let's open up Urban's Pint House on Jack's Beach. Let's go. <laughs> Start the victory parades now. Urbs, you have to be Houston. Yeah. You have to. So he has to. Team. Yeah, they're, they're, Houston's not trying. By the way, they're not trying, and they're too deep. They're not even starting a rookie. So they're not even bad at not trying. They just got a bunch of bad players. Um Jacksonville is going to ha- have a little bit of false hope here, and yep. they're going to be riding high. By the way, we've been, you know, we've questioned some of the things Urban's done around the team and some of the collegiate stuff that he's brought to the pro. But the video of the captains with their families saying that they're capped, I thought that was cool. That was yep. cool, and you saw that it affected guys in a certain way. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I think Jacksonville wins too. Uh, I think it's going to be a really long year for them, but I think playing Houston twice helps, and this is they'll be one to know. Cover. Yeah, the best part about being one and no, you know, is going to be a long time since he gets. This. It's going to be hard to say. The best time, best thing about being two and ten is a chance to be three right. and ten. That's yeah. going to be tough, no doubt. Chiefs are six point favorites hosting the Browns. All right, mm. six. Look, Cleveland can score. They're a lot better defensively. This is an awesome game. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I think it's very likely Kansas City wins. I don't think Mahomes has lost yep. in September since he started. But Cleveland could win, too. Mm-hmm. And they're going to score on Kansas yeah. City. You better believe it. And they're going to wreak havoc up front. Give me Cleveland to cover the six. Yep. I think give me Cleveland to cover six as well. I think Kansas City will win by four or something like that. But there's no. No, I think it's going to be an awesome football game. And I can't wait to watch it. Dolphins at Patriots, New England minus three. New England with the Mac attack. Yes. Give me the Pats. I think they get it done against Miami. 
up there in Foxborough. Patriots. I can see I'm going to be so sick of the Mac Jones stuff. Oh, probably by week one. But Bad body Mac? He, I think he's like my number two choice to win rookie of the year behind Najee Harris. I think that he will be great there. I don't know that he's going to be great necessarily for his career, but this year his impact will be immediate. Um, and and I and I like them coming back. I, I I think they will get to playoff picks in a second. They very well could be a playoff team. I got to beat in Miami and covering the three as well. Packers are four point favorites at New Orleans in Jacksonville. Fun game, yeah. Winston yep. playing with that offense. What's it look like? Packers slept on a little bit. I'm surprised it's only four because it's not New Orleans. It's in Jacksonville. And there will be a lot of Packers fans at that game. Uh, I think it's probably a 50-50 slip, split by the time it's played. Yeah. Uh, give me Green Bay to cover the four. Same. I think Green Bay, for one, I just don't. I'm not a big believer in New Orleans this year anyway. I saw the news. They're trying to trade now for Bradley Roby. Does it have to be an OSU corner? Like, they just have to Love deal them. for OSU guys all the time. Yeah. Um, Bradley Roby due to make 10 mil this year. Um it's not bad. It's not a bad no. year's work. Uh, yeah, give me Green Bay. Broncos minus three at the Giants. <sighs> Broncos minus three at the New York football Giants. Is Saquon back? Is he going? Don't know. I'm not sure it matters. Gosh, Broncos. give me the Broncos. I don't like it. I don't like it, but if without without even if Saquon is back, we you know his first time back with the with the wheel. I can't ride with New York. I just can't. I, I, whatever time I think of New York, I think of Gettleman and that giant three ring binder, and I just can't ride. <laughs> can't ride with that. Well, I think Teddy Two Gloves plays good early too. Yeah, uh, he'll play good early. They got a lot of weapons. I think Jerry Judy's going to be a real problem. Uh, I like the the backs, the young backs that they have. Uh, I, I like I like the Broncos too to go out there. I don't think they're very good, but I like them to go out. I think Giants are really bad. Yeah. Andy Dalton leading the Bears into L.A. Rams minus seven and a half. Just ram it. Yes. Ram it. Ram it. Ram it. Here's my hunch. This is my hunch. McVay is going to say, "You want to know why I traded for Stafford? Here's, Here's why." why. Yeah. I think Stafford could throw for fifty two hundred yards this year. I think they could I think he will press I think it's like a new toy for McVeigh. And he's yep. gonna say, You guys thought I was really smart? Well, this is what I did with Goff. Now I got a real dude. Yep. Just you watch. I think yep. the Rams have a big year, they score a ton of points, and they cover the seven and a half. You have a head coach and a quarterback motivated to just mm-hmm. torch the league. Um, and I definitely have the Rams. Just ramming it. You guys Why all the bone threes? Why all the bone in the uniform? Nine times we're in bone. I don't. You got the royal and you got the beautiful. You have the white other beautiful uniforms and you Come choose on. bone. Bone. We're, we're running out bone nine times. No idea. <sighs> you guys have only disagreed on one, but we still have the Monday night game left. The Ravens minus four and a half at the Las Vegas Raiders. Baltimore. I think the Raiders are a disaster. Same. I think we had two wrong, two different. We had he had Indy, I had Seattle, I yeah. had Washington, he had the Chargers. Yeah, pay attention, chops. You got to be focused. Gotta I be did focused. get those written down correctly. You're right. Okay. I missed it when two I was looking through the list. I think the Raiders are going to are in for just disaster. Yeah, I mean unmitigated disaster. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah, and uh, you know, 
yeah, give me Baltimore as well. Uh, all right, we'll get you our picks in the NFL as the season kicks off tonight. Who makes the playoffs? Who wins the MVP? Who's your Super Bowl champion? That's coming up next. Tim May on the Buckeyes coming up in 15 minutes. Bishop and Laurinaitis is right here on The Fan. Unlike your deadbeat uncle, we'll never leave you stranded in a ditch when you were six. This promo may have been a touch too specific. The Fan. First Fridays are a thing. Drinking bad bourbon is not a thing. This is Bishop and Laurinaitis. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. This Saturday at the shoe. That's right. It's tailgate season. Fans gathering around the stadium. The delicious spreads on game day. At the top of my list is ridiculously good salsa. This salsa is hands down the best you can get, and it's made right here in Columbus by a wonderful family. You can find it at Whole Foods, Wylands, the Hills Market. I usually get it at the Dublin Farmer's Market on Saturdays. You can get it all through September, which is where I get it at Dublin Market. Hey, that name again, Ridiculously Good Salsa. Aptly named because it really is ridiculously good. Flavors are mild. Happy medium. Get it? Medium which is my favorite. And for the heat lovers out there, they make a high heat. Get it for game day and every occasion. Ridiculously good salsa. All right. NFL season starts tonight. Buccaneers and Cowboys spent the majority of the show doing NFL football. Do a little Buckeyes with Tim A coming up in about 10 minutes from now. Uh, let's go through our, our picks big picture wise. Um, let's go in the AFC. Yep. Give me your division winners, threes. Give me your division winners in the AFC. Okay, I got the Buffalo Bills in the east. I have the Tennessee Titans in the south. The Kansas City Chiefs out in the west. And your Cleveland Browns in the north. Same. I have those exact same four. Let's see if there are differences. Folks, we don't ever talk about You and I don't talk about any of this stuff. No. It just happens on the air. If it happens organically, then it does. And so we have the same division winners. Um, Let's go with the three... Wild card teams for you, sir. Okay, so the three wild card teams would be the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. The Indianapolis Colts. Okay. And this was tough, but I'm still going with culture in the Baltimore Ravens. Mm, okay, very good. It is tough. So the teams you consider, I consider for the last are, I, I have the Ravens in, I have the Colts in, from the standpoint of, it's the rest of that division in the South. I don't love everything about the Colts. Yeah. Uh, although I do like their roster, but I don't love the quarterback stuff that much. But it's Jacksonville and, and Houston. Yep. In the division, right? Yep. And and so that's part of it. So I'm with you on Colts. So for the last spot, it's between I think three teams chasing one. Yep. It's Patriots. It's it's Steelers for me, and it's the Chargers. Um, I'm going Patriots. I'm going Belichick getting back in. Mac Jones gives them a little bit of something that they didn't have with Cam. I think they put him in a lot of position to succeed. Their defense getting back healthy. I like New England getting back in. You neither one of us picked the Chargers. They're a lot of people's darlings. Something about year two. Yep. With a quarterback. Doesn't mean they won't be good down the road, and I, I do like a lot of their pieces. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm kind of with you uh, on the Chargers there. So the difference being you got Steelers in, uh, I've got Patriots in. All right, NFC, who are your division winners? NFC, I have the Dallas Cowboys, the Green Bay Packers, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and my Los Angeles Rams. That's right. Same. That's. I mean, I, I didn't know if we'd have the same in the NFC West. I think the others are straightforward. Uh, the, the NFC East is the worst division in football. It is. 
It's terrible. It is. Um, and picking the these NFC three, South ain't these great three have been tough too because it's like, look around the NFC. The it's North brutal. The North it stinks. Come on, the East stinks. The South South stinks. <laughs> did you so do it? So then the West. So then the West. Did you do it? I did. The sweep. Me too. I did. I did. Give San me all Francisco, four. Seattle, and Arizona. All four teams in the all NFC West make the playoffs. So funny. Yep, I have it the same. I have all four of them getting in. I've got all four of those teams in the West getting I in. I totally forgot I that Arizona to, was 8-8 eight eight last year. I can't Right, and I can't get to a, a point where I can talk myself into the Saints. I mean, the Saints maybe with Winston, but it's a big bet. The football yep. team, there's just limitations, and I, I did consider them a great deal because of their division, and I think the Giants and Eagles will be really bad. There's nobody in the North I considered other than the Packers. Yeah. So it came down to the Saints, the football team, and the Cardinals, and I just think the Cardinals are better, even though I think everybody in that division beats themselves up a little bit. I do. Yep. Yep. Um, all right, who's your MVP? My MVP is Josh Allen. I'm going to go Mahomes here. I'm going to go Mahomes here. Um, I think I think he's got a. I mean, it's it's those two guys are the front runners, so neither thing is that surprising. Yeah, uh, but I'll go Mahomes. Um, all right, NFC Championship game. Uh, Packers and Rams. Same. Dude, you got winning it. I got the Rams winning it. Just ram it. Just ram I got it. the Packers winning it. Um, I got Packers over Rams. You have Rams over Packers. Who do you have in the AFC? I got Chiefs Browns. Same. And I have the Chiefs winning it. I got the Brownies. Browns Packers Super Bowl. Browns Packers Super Bowl. They play in the regular season as well. Yeah. Uh, at Lambeau. Um, yeah. It's all happening, kids. It's all happening. Browns Packers. Uh, it's all in. I mean, that's an all in push there for the Brownies. That is. That yeah. is. Might be a year you. ahead of schedule, but what I don't the blame hell? You. No one's going to hold me to this. And if I get it right, what a what a what a treat. If you get it right, you put you make you put it on a shirt. Yeah, <laughs> you put the picture on the shirt and you go. You, yeah. you put it on a you put it on yeah. a shirt. Uh, so do you have Rams or Chiefs uh, Super Bowl champion? Uh, I have Chiefs. Chiefs, uh, which would be total Rams. heartbreak for Matt Stafford to get to the Super Bowl and then lose. Would be. He's going to be so excited to play in games that matter. That's true. That's why he. I, that's I think why one, he wanted to go. Yeah. One, one thing I think we both agree on, though. I I think McVay just goes pedal to metal with him. Oh yeah, same. I think yep. there's. Just you look what I can do with a real quarterback yep. vibe. I get that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Uh, all right, Tim May from Letterman Row, right here on The Fan on the Bucks And the Ducks coming up next. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. One, two, three. The Daily Coach Ryan Day Show is brought to you locally by Credit Union of Ohio and by Hyde Park Prime Steakhouse on The Fan, Ohio's sports destination. This is the Daily Show with Coach Ryan Day, brought to you by Safe Flight Auto Glass. We see a defensive touchdown again from Haskell Garrett, his second and really less than a calendar year. But, Ryan, it still just becomes so amazing when you think about the journey this young man's had to go through. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, to see him get a defensive score in a game, that's when the, the scoreboard flips, and it's a turning point in the game. And we say that those veteran guys have to play veteran. You know, Zach comes up with the fumble, and Haskell picks it up, and both of these guys are captains. So that was big, and uh, and, and this is important for Haskell to continue to grow on that. And, and, you know, the more consistent he plays, the better he's going to be. And certainly we know what the high end of that looks like, and, and that was a great play for him, but also a really good play by Zach Harrison, um, you know, coming off the edge. And you know, that really was like a clinic tape in terms of coming off the edge, dipping, driving, and then, you know, sacking uh, the quarterback but getting the ball out and then turning good to great. 
We'll have another comment in just a moment. If you say something with confidence, then you can't be wrong. I, just, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know. This is Bishop and Morinitis. All right, time to head out on the Brian Heaney Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline for a visit with Tim May of Letterman Row and right here at the Fan Tailgate Show and pinch hit for three last week very admirably on, on Friday. Tim, thanks for the time, buddy. Let us let me start here before we talk about this week's matchup. Of course, last time these two teams played was in the National Championship game, and I told this story at the beginning of the week that when I think back on the 14-15 season, I almost forget that game because it's it's very similar to the to the USA uh, Russia hockey game in 1980, where once you bet, beat Bama, it's almost like you forget some of that Oregon game. How do you look back on that time and that matchup? By the way, I prefer to be known as Lou Gehrig now, since I pinch hit for James Laurinaitis. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> I look back on that game kind of like you did. I mean, it was like you got over the hump, which was Alabama. Let's face it. And including Urban Meyer getting over that hump, and uh, and I think you know, correct me if I'm wrong, because I was trying to, you know, I'm getting old now, but I I think Oregon might have been favored, uh, you know, they at were. least early, and you're kind of going in my mind, there was no way or right. Oregon was beating Ohio State. I think you guys probably had a similar feeling, you know, and I, you know, and the thing is, you can't you can't let what happened four or five years ago, cloud your judgment on what's happening now. But I just remember, but I did remember that Oregon team in 2009 when Ohio State played them in the Rose Bowl, 2010 Rose Bowl. And I remember, you know, uh, uh, an analyst of some repute, as far as I'm concerned, seeing the Oregon team and thinking they were just like a sort of a big high school team, meaning I'm talking about the guys up front, et cetera. And I never got that out of my mind, you know, from a, from a matchup standpoint. And then I saw kind of the same thing, Oregon and Ohio State in 2014 National Championship game there at Jerry's World. And I, you know, I'm still trying to get that out of my mind, even though this might be the, this is probably their biggest across the line offensive line in a while, if not forever, the group they've got now. But then you watch them play Fresno State, uh, which was known, Fresno State's got a pretty good defensive front, but, I don't think it's on the level of Ohio State's defensive front. I'm not talking about the total defense. We'll get into that in a minute, I'm sure. But uh, I don't know. It's just hard for me to get those things out of my mind, even though I try to and make a judgment. I think it's still the difference is there in the critical areas the way I'm looking at it. Tim, what what do you make about, um, I mean, I think it was yesterday, Bo, where there was 10,000 tickets still available. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've been covering Ohio State football for a mighty long time. Um, yeah. You know, you were helping Moses with the Ten Commandments. I'm just wondering <laughs> if, if what, what do you make of it, right? Do you, What do you think it is? Because, look, I understand that there's some luster off of Oregon. I don't think anybody's really anxious about this when it comes to, to Saturday at noon. But it still is a Pac-12 team coming into the shoe. You know, it yeah. still is. It was the game that people were circling for a while, and I'm just not sure what what the factors are that would that would leave the shoe not being sold out for this one. And if it's not sold out for this one, what's that mean for? I mean, my goodness, much lesser opponents that are going to come into the shoe uh, throughout the rest of the fall. First of all, by the way, uh, I, I'm the one who gave the idea for super glue because I told Moses if you had a way to put this tablet <laughs> back together. You wouldn't have to go all the way back up on that mountain. But I digress. He just looked at me funny. He said, "Shut up, kid." Uh, oh, man. I, I don't. I was just on a national radio show about an hour ago, and they asked me the similar question. And I'm not just 
saying that, I, I'm perplexed by this for one reason. They could be playing, uh, you know, uh, Murray State right now, and you're kind of wondering. Everybody's been clamoring for football again, be able to yeah. to be able to be in the stadium and fill up the shoe. And uh, I'm very, I, I don't get it. I mean, I really don't get it. Uh, number one, this is number eleven versus number three, you know, or whatever you want to, you know, whatever yeah. poll you're looking at. And it's a critical game for Ohio State on its resume to make it back to the uh, college football playoff for a third straight year. And I don't get—I really don't get it. Except as I was talking to those guys, I'm—I'm I'm, I'm now in the Costco parking lot talking to you guys. But I was talking to those guys. I was looking at my big 75-inch high-definition television across the room for me. And I remember last week when I—and I forgot to send you a picture, Bo. But yeah. when my buddy Jeff Snook and I were watching about three or four games at once and uh, just enjoying life for last Saturday, you know that has a lot to do with it. I do believe, man, because number one. It's not free necessarily because you know you still got to pay your cable bill or your uh, uh, satellite bill or your internet bill, but but it's a lot more convenient, and I think that's I think people have gotten used to that, but that still doesn't ex- explain the the poor number for the Ohio State Alabama national championship game last January on television. You know, so I don't know, I can't put my finger on it, but I'm telling you, in many respects, college football has never been better than it is right now. I'm talking about from an entertainment value. And so I don't really have an answer for you, except what do you what do you, do you don't be clamoring don't be don't be griping to me and others you know when you can't get a ticket for a game later in the year uh, that matters you know but but you had a chance to go see Oregon and Ohio, Oregon and Ohio State live in the shoe that's I guess that's my big uh, way of turning around on them. Well, let me let me <laughs> in terms of the actual game, Tim. Uh, yeah. I feel very comfortable about Ohio State. I, I saw many of the similar things you did. I watched the Oregon game. It was on on one of my screens last Saturday watching them play. Did not come away incredibly impressed. You know, Thibodeau's a guy that if he's there, he's a bit of a game changer, right? But he, yeah. if he is there, it's not going to be a hundred percent, not close. So he's going to be, you know, some some level of what he what he's supposed to be, and and so he won't be. Give me a scenario where Oregon makes it close. Give me a scenario where they come in here and win. Can you do that? For Ohio State, if C.J. Stroud plays a whole game like he played in the first half and the offense uh, do that like they did last week at Minnesota, which I don't see happening, I saw what happened in the second half, more the indicator of what's coming from this offense, which I've been eager to see for a year now. Uh, number two, you know, I just remember Khalil Mack, and he made that instant impact against Braxton mm-hmm. Miller. You know, Braxton Miller will never forget Khalil Mack. And Ohio State sort of struggled in that game. You remember a few years ago, Khalil Mack had that – pick six uh, early and it kind of changed things kind of changed the whole uh the whole tenor of the day in fact that's even the right term but uh yeah i mean if they can make some plays justin flow you know the big rumor yesterday was he broke his foot well the big rumor today is he didn't break his foot in practice i mean talk about that linebacker that really turned on the jets in the second half last week for a five-star kid for oregon and they really helped save the day and if anthony brown you know I, i don't know what to make of him because I didn't think he really got that much better in that game last no. week. In fact, it got worse, but a big run by him, you know, was, was their winning margin. I'm talking about the uh, Oregon quarterback. So I don't really know what to make of Oregon, except they were playing a team that had already played a game, and Ohio State, you know, wasn't. So you kind of it's kind of hard to judge things. I'm just interested, like I said a while ago, 
about the matchups that you you know you're talking about going back in the in the memory bank. I'm interested to see how the what the matchups really are on the offensive and defensive lines because that will tell the tale in this one. And a an Oregon with that Thibodeau is still a pretty good defense. They still got some guys that can make some plays, Dorlands and some of those guys, but they're not the same. No, they're not the same uh, with and without. Let me just put it that way. Uh, I'm I'm very curious to watch the first several possessions just to see how things are going up front. Yeah, Tim, I'm, real I'm quick. Go ahead, real quick. I know it's tough, but real quick for you. Um, yeah. After the weekend observations around the Big Ten, have we already faced the best offense that we're going to see all year? Oh, man, that's a loaded question. That's not even a real quick. I, I, it's, I <laughs> it's real quick. It's yes or no, oh, Tim. Talk, what do you mean? It's you're easy. About a running back that was really great, and now he yeah. doesn't get to play anymore. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they, dude, what they did when they came out with seven offensive linemen and an extra tight end. I don't even know. I don't, James. I was going to ask you. I was going to turn the tables on you. Did you ever just swallow hard? You know, uh, when you saw, uh, you know, when somebody went to jumbo and stuff, knowing what it was going to take. To get in there and get that tackle, I mean, I'm just yeah. Wondering, it's called Wisconsin. What, it was Iowa. Yeah. It was, I mean, all those. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's going to be but, a long uh, day. Mendenhall at uh, Illinois was a full day. Yeah. But Wisconsin just, I, was I, terrible. Let me headbutt a 330 yeah. pound guard and try to tackle John Clay without momentum. That was fun. I'll tell you what. I was disappointed in. Uh, I was disappointed in the way Graham Mertz played. I mean, yeah. I thought you know uh, that's that's a real disappointment because I thought that was going to give them a shot. But uh, he and Clifford, man, you Sean may, Clifford you wasn't may, good either. You. You may be right, Tanner Morgan. You know, multi-year starting quarterback, great running back, and Ibrahim. Uh, I'm not sure anybody's got all of that going for them. No, I don't either. We always have it going for us when you're on. We appreciate you, buddy. Thanks for your time. Hey, always enjoyed, fellas. I, I love being that Lou Gehrig in the lineup. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Don't get too chesty. We got we got three things on a, a Thursday up next. Fish with Lordinus right here on the fan. Here's a listener tweet. Are men and bones stupid in real life? Yes. Yes, they are. Common Man and T-Bone. Weekdays from 3 to 6. The Fan. D drinking responsibly with a touch of class. This is Bishop and Laurinaitis. And it's time for three things on a Thursday. Hit a chopper. One, two, one, two. Three things with Bishop and Laurinaitis. Sponsored by Custom Air. Custom Air. Custom Solutions. Custom Comfort. All right. Uh, as the great Chris, Chris Quinn uh, pointed out yesterday, Billions is back. I watched the episode last night with the blonde. Um, I am fearing uh, that COVID changed that show forever because they had to stop filming. Yeah. And, it's, and it's I, still the same. Or were you kind of just like, eh? You'll see for yourself. It's, it's really hard to pick up something like in the middle of storylines. Yeah, it, you probably have been better off rewatching the first six episodes of the season. Yeah, it's like you're jumping in the middle of a of a moving car. It's really, I'm I'm worried, and I I still like it. It's still got a lot of the things you want, but I don't know, a little yeah. lackluster out of the gates, out of billions. Yeah, little lackluster. My first thing here, um, the weather is absolutely incredible today. I mean, it is perfection been sitting here in some light sweats, a light sweatshirt, sun's out, nice breeze. I mean, Ohio, well done today. I know I'll be really mad at you going forward, but just well done today. 
So when you buy a new house, especially for your first time, everybody's telling you, you know, the normal stuff like, hey, you're, you're responsible for everything now. You know, you got to take care of the landscaping. If something breaks, you pay for it. What they don't tell you is that October comes up, and I had never really paid attention to how much those grab-all bags of candy costs that you buy for the trick-or-treaters that come by, but I've been looking at them as I've been going through the grocery store the last few weeks, and they're not cheap. So that's something that I'm going to have to add into the budget to get that for the trick-or-treaters. Got to get that worked out, Chops. Number two for me, huge sense of relief this morning as I got the final schedule for the boys um, and all their football and basketball this weekend. I don't know how this happened, but both Saturday and Sunday, we avoided conflicts with both the Buckeyes and the Browns. Mm. That's impossible. That's That's impossible. So I'm going to get to coach the kids. Watch the games not on DVR in real time. Yeah. That was not in the cards. I was yeah. prepared for the opposite. Good job out of whoever's doing the scheduling. Yeah. I mean, I went from having Buffalo at Nebraska to just sitting at home this weekend watching games. You know, A lot of great um, football to watch, buddy. A lot of, a lot of good football. Um, so my second thing is... I, Michelle, it has been like, hey, you know what? Just spend more time over at the barn. You know, that way you're not in the house, all this. So what that equated to the last two days was about a solid five hours of just cutting grass. Um, and I must nice. say, there's nothing more beautiful. There's about seven acres opposite the stream here that I cut yesterday with my Kubota. Thank you, guys. I Green love sons. it. And um, I'm, I'm convinced there's nothing more beautiful than when you can see... It freshly cut. It just looks so pretty. Oh, it looks so pretty. You got a sense of what harvest is all about. That's right. It's beautiful. In a who are these four moment, I don't know if you guys saw this, but Ed Sheeran, he's doing some sort of kickoff concert tonight for the I'm NFL glad you season. Brought this up. So the league is selling official Sheeran gear that has the shield on it as well. It includes a hat, a shirt, a starter jacket. Our guy Mike Renner was nice enough to throw in a screenshot joking that he was buying all three. I hope he was joking. But if you do want to buy all three, it's only $361 after tax and you can be all Sheeran'd up for the NFL season kickoff. Now that seems like a pretty good deal to me. All right, this is a serious question. Right, this is not tongue-in-cheek. And, and he's incredibly talented, like absurdly gifted, right? Yes. Yeah. Do Ed Sheeran fans want Ed Sheeran merchandise? Like, is it like the Grateful Dead or, you know, some of those 80s rock bands where people want to wear the gear? Like, are there people who want to walk around with Sheeran on the... in A, a in Sheeran a starter jacket? jacket? <laughs> no, probably not. I've never even been Who's one to be like... For? Yeah, I don't know. Like, he's not Johnny Cash. I'd rock a Johnny Cash. He's not Willie Nelson. Like, who's wearing the gear, man? Yeah. I, I was floored by that. Finally, for me, I, just let it sink in because you, you can't. I don't want it to be. I know you don't take it for granted. Uh, and whatever you think about him, Tom Brady is opening year 22 as an NFL player. Year 22. The average career is what? Two and a half years? Year 22. He's going to make his 300th start tonight. He does so as a defending Super Bowl champion and quarterbacking the team that people pick to win this year at age 44. You will never see this again. I don't believe it. No. I don't. 44. That just... 
Like, crazy. I knew that information, but crazy. when you just say it out loud, it's just, my goodness. It's crazy. Uh, my last thing, years. look, look, from here on out, we're going to have a Thursday night football game every week. Yep. Here we are, baby. Let's go. It's, I, it's not really all in football until the NFL season kicks off, and, and it's here. Last one for me. Every once in a while, I'll get woken up in the middle of the night because Kit doesn't lay down. She just throws her body onto the ground. So every once in a while, you just hear a bunk, and there, there she is on the ground. And you're like, what's going on? And the, it, yeah, that's what she does. She does it all times of the day, but obviously it's more jarring at night. <laughs> right. We're back tomorrow. Ryan Day Show up next. Rothman and Ice to follow. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.